All right, we're recording. Here we are. What up, y'all? It's Zach Knight. Shout out Whistlepick Podcast. Feels great to be back. We're back in it. Is my fourth time? Something like that. Yeah. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having me back on. Shit, thanks for having me over. We're uh, recording at your crib, bro. It feels pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I like it a lot. <laughs> Glad to finally have somebody over to check out my equipment, too. Yeah, going mobile. That uh, Vocaster shit you got legit, dude. I love it. Big shout out to Gramps on that. For yeah. real, I can't explain it enough. It's still hard trying to get used to it all, but <coughs> but I'm getting there. When I get Wi-Fi, I'll be able to mess with it more. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm very limited right now. Without Wi-Fi, I'm not trying to take my uh, laptop and stuff up to McDonald's and then be in the bathroom setting up a booth or something. Fuck it, fuck it, dude. Go in there with a the comforter. Right, that would for sure make me go viral. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. For real, that's the first step. Just go back there and grab a bunch of cup fill- cup holders. <laughs> start Soundproof st- it. Just yeah. stapling their bathroom up. Like, yeah, this mine's now. <laughs> I'll make a wrap for you guys, too. We already have a Big Mac wrap, dude. Yeah, dude, it's public, though, right? This public space. <laughs> I bought a burger. <laughs> yeah, dude, what do you mean? Dude, we what do you mean you're kicking me out? We went there the other day. They don't even have a dollar menu no more. I think they got a dollar menu with one item on it. Ice cream. That makes sense. Ice cream is the dollar. Pretty I, sure. Bro, I was the dollar millionaire. Like, I was the guy. Dude, I'll tell you what. Inflation's hitting hard, bro. So hard. When McDonald's can't even give you a dollar menu, dog? Come on. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I'm proud of these UAW workers for going on strike. You know what I mean? They need to, supposedly they haven't got a raise in 10 years and stuff. I'm not an expert on it. But if they get their 45% raise, you know everything else is going to go through the roof, bro. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. That's just like when the big company around here gives raises i feel like everything goes up in prices it's just not fair no dude and i mean think about it like if you have let's say you're making 20 things right and uh the company is like all right i want you to do 25 even 30 all right cool but there's gonna be a quality hit right we've gone over this yep but when things slow down like for gm they're not slowing down. They're still selling cars like fucking hotcakes. But if things were to take a turn in the economy, and they're like, "All right, you know, we wanna we wanna scale back a little bit." Of course, you're probably safe at your pay grade, but you're looking at layoffs. But the safety thing is like the true safety thing is when things are good, when you're able to boost from twenty to thirty. That little bit of extra money shouldn't just be going to the board and the profits to it should be going back into the company and the employees because they're the ones without the employees you wouldn't have shit 100%. you know and the fact that they haven't got a raise like that is ridiculous because not only is the cost of vehicles going up so they're making more money they're offsetting their own inflation but the demand is there dude and it's not like they're gonna be out of work big shout out to jesse and d wills too because they said that uh Say, say goodbye to the era of cheap cars, especially with the strike going on. Everything's about to go whoop. What do you think about electric, dude, going electric? I think it's a scam. I mean, obviously, <laughs> like, I just don't. It depends on, like, my friend Autumn had a Prius, and it's like, it was like the very one of the very first ones, and I don't think they could take control of that. But nowadays, with the autonomous vehicles, like, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they could tell you where to go. I don't like that. That's why, you know, I stick with gas. I usually like to buy a beater. Don't get me wrong. I like to have a brand new car. I just can't currently afford it when I can. 
probably gonna get on that, but until then, I'm a beater boy, you feel me? I'm not a beamer boy, I'm a beater boy. Bro, there was, uh, I had some deep thought about this shit uh, a little over a month ago. When Ryan got married, we went uh, golf in the morning of the wedding. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, congrats, Ryan. Uh, and on the baby. Woo, and on the baby boy! Baby girl. <laughs> I'm a, I, and on the baby girl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like, baby boy. Like, I guess I did say it like that, but I meant like, like, hell yeah, they had a baby boy. No, I get it, I get it. What a do, baby boo. Dude, I just listened to this song. Isn't that Snoop Dogg with that pussycat girl? Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking video was like a huge part of my childhood. I think they even played that on like WWE or some shit. I mean, uh, did, you, did you ever watch? Uh-uh. Oh. Oh, there was this super cool match where these Leah and Edge were supposed to have sex on the bed in the ring, but Kane came and fucked it up or somebody fucked it up, but it was uh, a... <laughs> I just remember that was around the same time that Snoop Dogg and that Pussy Dogg song came out. I think they performed it at WWE, but what it do, baby boo? <laughs> that shit went hard. Yeah, dude. The uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> what it do, baby boo? We were talking about you said uh, Ryan's wedding. You went golfing before the thing. Yeah, but I don't know where I was going with that. What so, were we talking about before that? Oh, GM. Electric cars. Okay, Electric here cars. we go. Here we go. You were talking about they're going to be able to tell you where to go. Yeah. Dude, it was never on my radar. So we go golfing. Well, they went golfing. I just took Leon, rode around in the golf cart. Bro. <laughs> we're riding in the golf cart, and I ride up kind of on this, going up this hill, going up by the green, and the golf cart shuts off. You went out of range? No, no. Like on, on the green. You it, know, I wasn't on the green, but I was coming up on this hill toward the green. Golf cart shuts off. I'm like damn, climbing this hill murdered this golf cart, right? So I'm like, dude, my golf cart just died. And Jaron runs up, he's like, nah. These ones are weird because they have like a GPS thing. And if you get too close to an area you're not supposed to drive, they shut off. They only work in reverse. So you got to put it in reverse, back out onto the, the cart path, sit there while the fucker resets, and then you can go again. That's some big brother shit, bro. Holy fuck. Bro, so just experiencing it firsthand it's like yeah the shit's the shit's coming hey clyde yes we're probably gonna hear lucy at some point too she's gonna come in this bitch like oh yeah <laughs> but uh i went on a trip to west virginia with anonymous and uh we rented a it was like a 2021 camry it was freaking, bro but it had lane assist and like it would just keep me in the lay. It was super cool. Don't get me wrong, but I fully believe they can 100% take control of that car when the time comes. And oh, just, dude, yeah. What I mean by take control of is I'm not saying they want to take you anywhere, but if they shut that fucker off and you can't go nowhere, then the car's pointless. So if you do have a new car that they can take control of, I suggest you buy a beater. Dude, I know someone with a gas engine vehicle that they missed their payment and their car got shut off. Me too. My fucking shout out to my brother. But his shit, if he don't make his payment on time, they will shut his shit off. He'll be like, bitch, I got to go to work, dog. I feel like I would, that is, like, some real big brother. That is blasphemous to me. I mean. Send a repo man, bitch. What do you mean? You're going to let Google do your fucking bidding, dude? Nah. <laughs> nah, dude. Turn that what? bitch off with one press of a button. Fucking OnStar, dude. Dude spills coffee and half the country shut down. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can go to work. Cars won't start. It's like, I'm caught up. I'm ahead. 
this bitch just paid off. And then you find out that there was a coffee spill, dude. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are we doing, dude? What are we doing? Too much control. People want too much control. I feel like that. That's not, I've got the power, is just raging through all these big heads' veins. Like, somebody said today in class, he was like, you know, uh, I'm not mad at the people who get rich. And neither am I. No. I'm not, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> being rich doesn't make you a bad trip point. Being rich doesn't make you a bad person. The choices do. Jesus Christ. Clyde just weaving. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck is this? Is mine now? You think I'm coming lay next to me? <laughs> but your choices do, and you know what I mean. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying every rich person's a bad person because I don't feel like that way at all, and I don't feel like anybody deserves a handout either. That's not what I'm saying. No. But no. I am a very firm believer in spread the wealth. You know what I mean? If, if like there's definitely enough money and shit for everybody out there, they just keep it. Well, I mean, it's not just that, dude. It's what do you do with your money? You know, like there's a lot of people that give a lot back. That's great. There's a lot of people that keep it and they want more than, you know, their their personal life suffers and shit like that, which, you know, I, I I don't really have much to say about that, but... I'm also very not big on giving, just giving away, you know what I mean? I'm not saying, like, like but when you give, it gives people, uh, you're basically, I feel like you're doing more enabling than helping, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, why did I... Oh, I was going to bring him up later anyways, but shout out to my uncle, man, she was, uh... Your uncle who? My uncle Mitch. He got enabled his whole life. R.I.P. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't. You know, Anytime he crashed his car, he got a brand new one. Anytime. Not that it was brand new, but brand new to him. I mean, I can't tell you how many fucking cars he's had. He's had more cars by five, five, ten times. I don't know. He's had more cars than you've had bitches. Never. No, 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 no. Let's not get out of hand here, boy. I'm just kidding, woman. Yes, he's, definitely more. He's cars. flipping cars every week. If he's had more than three cars, he's had more than I had, bitches. As Damn. far as I'm concerned. You know me, Come boy. on. Come on. Get out of here. No, I'm talking <coughs> women. I'm talking girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way more cars than I've had girlfriends. Yeah. I bet he's probably had like 20 cars by the time he was 25, maybe. Shut up, dude. He didn't pay for one of them. Every six months, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just wreck this. Swear to God. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'll just get another one. Damn. My my dad used to say all the time, he'd be like, fuck, I just want to quit doing my, quit my job. I started doing heroin. Let's just start paying my bills, too. For real. But, yeah, I'm not big on enabling. And I love my Uncle Mitch very much. You know what I mean, not that he was a bad person. He made very bad choices, horrible choices, ignorant choices. But, you know, we were, we were still very close. He's still a very cool person. He was there for me to talk to a lot in my life. He actually gave me my first, like, fucking dope-ass diss, dude. Like, fried this motherfucker in the hallway in school. So I was dating this chick. Mm, shout out, Emmy. And, uh, she's a nice lady. I still got her on Facebook. <laughs> and, uh, this other kid said that I was threatening him, calling his house and threatening him. And I really didn't have this little fucker's number. And I swear to God, I never called this kid, ever. But he said I was, like, threatening his family with an axe. And I was like, well, I'm here, so, like, fight me then if you really think I did that shit. And he didn't want no part of it. He called the school security. School security came and talked to me. He was like, I know you didn't call him. This is kind of ridiculous. I was like, I know. And then I was trying to talk to her all day, but she kept dodging me. So she went in the fourth block. The fourth block was like, I knew I was supposed to see her. And she went in the bathroom. And so I walked by the bathroom, and I was like, you know what, bitch? It's over. <laughs> and then I got home, and I was like, that was stupid as fuck. And I went to school the next day, and she was kissing some other dude. And I was hurt, boy. I was hurt, and I was like, Mitch, what do I do? 
And he was like, you said she gave you head, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, next time you see him kissing, walk up to him and ask him how your dick tastes. And I was like, oh. and it was the very next morning, bro. They, as soon as they see me, they started lip locking. And I was like, yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this is my yeah. moment. And the uh, trap is set. <laughs> hey, Joe, how's my dick taste? It, she went to smack me and miss and just took off walking down the hall. And he just put his head down. And all my friends, my boy, my boy Squirrel, my boy Chad, were sitting there like, oh. <laughs> that was like my first, like, oh, shit, I'm dope <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Shout out, man, to RP. I love you for that. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was out cold. Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, uncles do have some good burns, man. I mean, they know how to shit talk. I don't know what it is, but they know what it is. Bro, have you ever heard of Muck Sticky? No. Oh Muck Sticky? Yeah, I almost wish we could play a song. It's fucking. It's nothing like you're thinking. It's like that sonar shit. Like, uh. It's probably copyright if I spill one of his verses. Nah. Nah, you're good. Um. Once. It's like retarded. He's like, fire it up, fire it up. Grab my guitar, pluck the string. Chewing on a chicken wing. Baby, suck my dangling. Doing fine. Drink some wine. Budman's here just in time. Got some pills? <laughs> yes, I do. Bethrogan, Xanax too. Hook it up, hook it up. Ring, ring, yo, what's up? Sticky, will you lick my pussy? Yes, I can. If you dish it, I don't deal with funky snatches or the lips with itchy rashes. Holy shit, is that a clit? It almost looks just like a dick. <laughs> But, bro, shout out Muck Sticky, because... She got that mean bean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that mean bean. He actually says that. He's like, damn, it's dark. Where am I at? Lost inside this bitch's cat. It's called Nasty Hope by Muck Sticky. Highly recommend. Yo, look it up. Yo, it's fucking all ass. Muck Sticky is just... He got me through part of childhood. I started listening to him when I was like 15, 16, maybe even younger than that, yo. Just good parody rap? Great. Just amazing, like, uh, he was like the weird Al of my time, you know what I mean, except he didn't make parody, like, it wasn't parody of actual songs, he makes his own shit, and it right, was just, right. come and get high with me, you know what I mean, that was the shit I needed to hear when I was 16, I, knew, I didn't know I wasn't alone, you know what I mean, yes. <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't alone, you don't know until somebody tells you, you know, <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing, dude, it's like, that's the type of shit that, like, uh, you need at 16, like you said, like, I, I needed that at 16. That's the type of shit you need, dude. Real From, shit. like, 15 to 18, because to me it's kind of like reading. You know, I think kids should read a lot. I agree. And, I uh, big time agree on that. My mom, not to cut you off, but my mom actually, <coughs> also to help anybody whose kids are having trouble with reading, I was really upset when she did it. But she turned the fucking volume down on the TV all the time and put subtitles on. Yeah. And it improved my speed reading like fucking. Like, I was, I had like a 12th grade reading level in third grade. I don't know if that's still good today. These little fuckers probably read great. But, you know what I mean? I remember my mom always read like my favorite book that we read when I was a kid was Santa's Paws. Santa's Paws. I don't know if I ever read it. My mom used to read it. I remember we read it a couple of times. I think she read it for me. And then I remember reading it with Hunter too. It was like. That book I hold close to my heart. Um, yeah, I agree with you, man. Kids should read way more. It's so much intellect, and I feel like it helps so much with your imagination, reading somebody else's imagination. Yeah, and I mean, it puts you, even if shit that's fiction, it puts you in a scenario where you can kind of think, hey, what would I do? Or, hey, that was wrong. I can't believe this person did this to that, you know, or that to this person. And it kind of makes, it, it, it gives you experience without having to actually experience 
the event that you're reading about. You know what I mean? 100%. And that's the same with the songs, man. Like, even something stupid like, you know, Weed Man's here just in time. It's like, okay. Right. You know? Hell yeah. Like, I don't know that feeling quite yet. Or maybe you're like, damn, dude. Literally, I just had somebody pull through on me that I needed. Right. You know what I mean? And you're like, I, that resonates. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, I think all that shit's important. And I don't think people resonate. I guess when I've read a lot, like I said, my mom grew up, I grew up, my mom read to me, but I guess what, really when I started, got into reading was when I was in juvie. So it was like, I, I, I hated being stuck inside the juvie wall. So, you know, it'd be the end of the night and the staff would be like, you know, go to bed. And I'd be like, I'm not going to bed, Mr. Sean. And he'd be like, where are you going? And I'd be like, I'm going to Hogwarts, motherfucker. What do you mean? What do you mean? Going to Hogwarts, boy. I'm in fucking snakes doing potions right now, watching these fuckers eat this gilly weed. No, I'm like, <laughs> Dude, I'm dreaming about butter beer, son. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, shout out Howdy, but he just got a fucking butterscotch beer. Like, Remember that butterscotch pop I was telling you about? Yeah. Ew, he said he liked it. I was like, there's... That pop or the beer? The, it was a pop. But, uh, I don't know why I said butterscotch beer. I wanted to be a root beer so bad. But, uh... Nah. <laughs> I think the only reason he likes it is because of the damn mullet, bro. It's got to be the mullet. He's got to, like, outlandish <laughs> shit. Doesn't make any fucking sense. What is going on with the mullet trend, bro? Pi just cut his off. Uh, I, from what I hear from all the guys with the mullets, don't quote me, ladies, is, uh, bitches love it. I... I mean, I think you gotta say that if you're gonna run a mullet, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would. I I thought about it, but like when my hair gets right near my eyebrows, my mom starts calling me Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and it fucking she's right, bro. She's on point with that shit. My mom got my ass, so I, I can't do it every time I look at like I gotta look at that in the mirror every morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I like the short fade, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind like I think Howdy keeps his hair long because he says uh. Like, the spiritual aspect. Like, your hair is actually supposedly a extension of your nervous system. You know, and that's why, like, when you feel eerie or get a cold chill up your spine, or you feel uh, something in the room, you know, your the hairs on your arm stand up. Oh. That makes sense. And if you think about it, not huh. that I'm giving you all the credit, but they say women are way smarter than men, and they all got longer hair, but I'm just saying. Not all of them, not all of them. Not all of them. Majority. Not you, Karen's. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the majority, dude. The majority. You know what I mean? And I've uh, paid attention to people because, you know, I like to indulge in psychedelic recreational activities from time to time. Uh, if you remember the hippie era, bro, everybody had fucking long hair that was tripping. So I feel like it does kind of have some type of spiritual aspect. I mean, yeah, I don't even know where to go with that because that's fucking deep boy that's deep dude yeah that's deep that is but it makes sense i'm not god damn it i'm gonna quit saying sorry just fucking just know that fucking i don't have any hate in my heart towards anybody and i don't mean anything negative when i say it but just like if you think about most of the indians bro they are all not all they're mostly spiritual most of the indian tribes i've seen and have you seen i'm i've never seen an indian in a reservation with a short high top fade no, bro. I, you know mean, what I mean, think about like guitarists. One hundred, damn. damn. Yeah, dude. Bro, yeah, they feel that shit. Cause like, Howdy said that he had an experience where he felt. He said in every individual strain on his head, and he said he he 
one hundred percent believes that it is a part of your central not central, but it's a part of your nervous system and that it's an extension of it and that you can feel things with your hair. He says he f- I don't know. Bang. But I, I I believe it in a way. I just wish I didn't look like the way fucking Christmas. <laughs> you wanna do me a favor and pull that mic across to your right shoulder a little bit? Yeah, no, you're good you're good, dude. You're good. Better? Yeah. Yeah. Just more better? That more better. Might have to pull it up a little bit. Somewhere in there. There you go. Gang. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that long hair shit, though, I mean, it's got a foundation. And it ain't Maybelline. It ain't Maybelline. It ain't Maybelline. It could be Maybelline. It could be part of it. It is foundation. We ain't talking about no house foundation either. No. Although I feel like it is a foundation, too, because it's like your brain, bro. That's your house. That's true. That's a good point. The foundation of your consciousness. Bro, getting deep. That's what I like about to bust that fucking book out of the net of being. <coughs> <coughs> Shout out Alex Gray. Yeah, Alex Gray, dude. He's got some crazy art. I want to see. Some... I would love to go to the places he went and see the things. See the see the things he's seen. Like what? Anything off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. The diamond being is my favorite. That's what the, I have the gel tabs that look just like that. Uh, look like the diamond being they're light blue with uh, gold flakes in them, just like the picture. I find it super weird. You know what I mean? That yeah. I had the book before the tabs. I never knew I was going to get the tabs, and then I get these tabs, and they look like something that's in my book. I was like, holy shit. Like, I got to keep these. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Bardo being. Um, Put one in a fucking glass display box. Dude. I thought, I mean, I'm. I just told somebody today, supplies are limited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not in those words, but pretty much. But uh, there are all these beings. I'll show you in a second. But, like, it's pretty much stuff you see when you smoke DMT. You go to, like, these halls of faces, and you see all these enlightening beings that give you... So one of the things that I really like, because everybody's... Man, everybody that I talk to about it, any type of LSD or mushrooms is all... Oh my god, my fucking friend took it. He's never been right since. I can promise you your friend didn't take LSD or correct no, so, correct psilocybin mushrooms. He probably took a research chemical. There's a shitload of them out there. Just no one trusts your source, you know? Yeah. Um, But I've never had a bad experience. Uh, With LSD, you're saying? LSD or shrooms. You know what I mean? I'm just, it's all about, you got to know yourself. And I feel like most people that have a bad trip, one thing that, psychedelics do make you do is they do make you evaluate yourself and i don't know if you know this but usually you're harder on yourself than you are on most people you might be hard on other people but internally you're harder on yourself whether you know it or not and a lot of times people don't like where they're at in life and they can't handle that and i feel like that's why they have a bad trip because they're not ready or prepared to deal with that information so if you're not ready for something like that then i don't recommend it for you but if you feel like you're happy and you know where you're at in life and you want to have a great time it's probably one of the best things that helped me. I forgot where I was going with it, but, uh... Like, people not being the same? Oh, well, I, I've never, ever encountered anybody that's ever been... That's, that's happened to. It's always a brother. It's always, oh, my brother's friend or my friend's brother. It's never a immediate person that I can go meet that took a tab of acid and has never been the same since. You know what I mean? He's perma-tripping. You know what I mean? I used to hear back in the day that you could rub 
liquid on your head and perma trip for seven years. People used to do it before they went to prison, but I couldn't imagine that. That would be horrible, being tripping balls in prison. Yeah, I, yeah, dude. That's sounds like one of the worst places to trip, bro. <laughs> I'd probably try it. <laughs> in prison? If I was in prison, I mean, hell yeah. It's going to make... I mean, I'm a funny fucker, so no matter what, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, your surroundings, man. They say set and setting. You know, it might not be the best setting. But, I mean, if somebody got it in there, I'm going to be wanting to get high. Especially if I'm in prison. It's so taboo. Just getting high, I'll be like, <laughs> and you're not wrong. I might be, like I said, I probably won't be comfortable with my life decisions at that point. So, right. might have a bad trip, but until well, then. Plus, what's going on around you, you're going to start seeing people for, you know. I mean, it's not like you're not going to know what a lot of them did and all that shit, but you're going to start seeing that, you know. I don't see myself being in prison for, like, a murderous crime. I see myself being in prison for, like, a money crime. Like a blue collar prison or yeah, a white collar yeah, prison, whatever the they fans. are. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be learning how to smuggle cocaine. Not that I don't know already, but no, I'm just playing. I mean, there's <laughs> it's all about who you know, man. What do they say? Multiple ways to skin a cat, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I got three of them fuckers. I don't know why I need to bring up cats. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, you actually, you, you know where that saying comes from? I don't. Catfish. Cleaning catfish. Hmm. Yep. Because a lot of people take pliers and they pull the skin off catfish. But there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. You know? Touche. Touche. Yeah, I didn't come up with it, bro. I like it. <laughs> I, li- I love things like that. Like, you know why, uh, you know where the saying, clothes but no cigar came from? No. From carnivals back in the day. Oh, I guess I did know that. Yeah. Because, uh, carnivals weren't for kids, they were for adults. And if you were, like, their prizes would be cigars and stuff. So I guess uh, if you have a close but no cigar. Yeah, no, I, I guess I did know that. Or Michael Chi. Michael Che does a really good bit on, uh, I like old sayings. Like, he's like, really screwed the pooch on that one. He's like, that means someone fucked a dog. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it doesn't mean you got it wrong. That means someone fucked a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dog, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, dog. He is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry that this guy had to screw you. He was in the wrong. I actually heard uh, not too recently in the week that the Flint water crisis wasn't as bad as it, the news and media portrayed. I guess that what had happened was is they knew that the city knew that they were about to have to take a budget cut. So everybody that was working were up for retirement. So they just went and retired before the budget cut. So there was nobody at the water treatment plant that knew what to do with the water. And they're supposed to be adding this chemical to coat the lead pipes. And they weren't adding the chemical. And that's why the water was bad. Don't take that from me. That's just what I heard. Take it from me because that's what I said. But yeah. that's just what I heard. <laughs> I am the source on this. <laughs> I'll be Akon today. You can put the blame on me. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, do you, so what do you think about the Barack Obama visiting Flint thing? You think that was a fucking... Remember when he was like... I would like a glass of water. This is not a stunt. Can I? Yeah, Seriously, I'm thirsty. Huh? It was all a stunt. I oh, yeah. But, like, did you hear his brother Malik was supposed to do an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson that was supposed to be released the 19th? No. Yeah, he was supposed to, the interview was supposed to be released the 19th. He was, supposed, he was supposed to go for an interview the 19th, and there's been nothing said about it. Did you hear about Obama's pool boy or somebody like that being killed? His chef drowned in a pool? Was that what it was? Or, no, drowned in his pond. Yeah, and then Obama had a black eye, and there's this white dude going around. I guess that doesn't matter, but 
he's going around saying that he's passed the lie detector test saying that Obama's picked him up multiple times soliciting sex and crack cocaine. So Obama, like, picked him up one day. He gave him 250 bucks. The dude went and got an eight-ball crack. Obama was getting high and told the dude to perform fallacious acts. Asked the dude what hotel he was at. The dude told him. And the next day, Senator Obama came to his hotel without permission and asked him to perform more fallacious acts, which he did. Un- like, I don't know. That man's a monster. And, dude, did you see Ted Nugent talking to that Kyle Rittenhouse? No. Bro, hold this on mother- before before we jump off on this dude, <laughs> we gotta stick on the Obama thing for a second. Okay. Have you heard about Michelle's a man? That's what I was just now gonna say. I swear <laughs> to God, bro, Ted Nugent went nuts on that. Mike Obama. <laughs> he was like, "It's Mike," and like, that's what Ted Nugent was saying. He was like, "Find me a fucking picture of Mike pregnant with those babies. Find me a picture of." Brock and Mike holding Mike's stomach with their babies in there, like yeah, you there, there ain't none. He said you can't, and uh, you know that's why. Uh, <coughs> what's that old lady actress that passed away? Joanne is it Joanne? Um, oh, I don't know, but she said it, and she died like not even a couple days, maybe a couple weeks later. Fuck. But she was like, Michelle's a man. Everybody in the industry knows it. No shit. Yeah, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch that. Fuck. Yeah, that shit goes deep, bro. I actually heard a theory that Epstein Island wasn't, it could have been a Mossad honey trap, which, that's what mostly everybody else thinks, but, they keep saying that, like, if you look at the client list, it's a bunch of people, like, a bunch of celebrities, that all just happen to have kids, and they were, like, uh, saying, like, Obama's kids do look like him and Michelle, and they could have went to Epstein's Island to, like, clone children for them. Same thing with Will and Jada, and, like, a bunch of other famous celebrities that do have kids, bro. Ah, fuck. That alone is crazy, dude. Like, the Epstein Island thing, I think the Saudis were in deep with it, dude. So, have you heard about his fucking Zorro Ranch? No. Bro, so I just watched a video on it, like, dog. On Epstein Zorro Zorro Ranch? Yes, sir. So... This motherfucker has, he was saying in the documentary, like, I don't know when it was said, but he was like, my Zorro Ranch is like a place of solitude. I can go out there and do what I want and explore freely with whatever I want to do. Like, pretty much, like, he's got all this land and shit to himself. It looks like it's out in a very remote area. And none of his assets were ever seized from Zorro Ranch. No one's ever been there to check on him or check on the Zorro Ranch. Like, it's just left alone. They don't want you fucking with it. They don't want you talking about it. And it's just kind of weird. Zorro Ranch. Yeah, bro, like, they basically think that motherfucker's just alive showing on Zorro Ranch, but I really don't think he's dead. Ah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I've I've thought about this a lot because, like, the security guards that were just asleep and the cameras weren't working, like, why would that even need to be a story, you know? Um... I mean, I guess I could understand maybe it being a story for an explanation of how he got out, you know? Cameras weren't working, security guards were sleeping, quote-unquote, and then now he's just gone. You know, I haven't seen any body body photos, autopsy photos, anything like that. But the shit that makes me kind of think that he is is, where's the client list that Ghislaine gave gave in her uh, testimony? You know what I mean? Like, when Ghislaine went and went through all the court shit, 
she apparently gave a client list, and that's not out there. That's not public. And where where is she? At the same time as that, exactly, exactly. And at the same time as that was when the Jeffrey Jeffrey uh. Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard thing was going on. Yep. That's where everybody was pissed about. Like, well, this is televised everywhere. There's a million cameras in here, but we can't know the Glenn Maxwell case. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you can't televise <laughs> that. It's, uh... it's a matter of national security. No, it's, it's a matter of security for the people running this country. I feel like anybody high up like that that has that much power, I don't feel like they ever really die. To be honest with you, like all those billionaires that were on that Titan thing, that sub, I don't really think they died. There's no video of them going in the water. You know what I mean? Any of that. Uh, but, like, my biggest one is Hitler. You know what I mean? Like, they did the skull, the DNA test on the skull of the body that the Russians said was Hitler. It was a 35-year-old woman. You know what I mean? And the FBI or the CIA, one of the two spent millions searching for Hitler after the war. And there's a Africa. Couple, uh, South America or Africa. But uh, they said there's a couple Chilean countries that speak German. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There there are towns. Which is crazy because, like, you know what I mean? How hard would it be to just send somebody, especially back then? You know what I mean? You go over here, you shave the Hitler mustache, you grow long hair, you know what I mean? They probably had plastic surgery forever. It wouldn't be shit. Same thing with Epstein. Yeah, not everybody had a fucking camera in their pocket. But, you know, a lot of those those Nazis that escaped did go to South America and start their own little mm-hmm. their own little towns and shit. And they still live there. A lot of their family still lives there, which is nuts. Yeah, who's to say Hitler wasn't a part of that? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm I'm honestly kind of impressed. I'm not even impressed. That's the wrong word. Amazed that the United States didn't put a lot more effort into finding them because it, it what it couldn't have been hard. Right. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think it was just millions of dollars that were just funded right into their pockets. You know, I feel like they knew where he was at the whole time. They weren't really looking for him. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Like, if you exile somebody, right, and let's say this motherfucker flees, right, he's Hitler, right? You got a reason to hide. Like, you know the world wants you dead. And as a government official, I would think, okay, he's not going to show his face. He's He exiled himself. He escaped, quote unquote. He exiled himself. He We're not going to have to worry about him anymore because if he does start to become public again, he will be murdered by the entire ring around him. You know what I mean? He's literally living in, in the bullseye, and every single ring going out is going to want to murder him. I mean, he's living amongst the enemy, you know? Yeah, I know, but I heard the whole reason that Hitler went to war with uh, World Anyway was because he denied, he denied the central banks. I mean, he was pissed about World War One, dude. Germany, uh, that whole treaty shit, dude. He was not happy, and then Germany having to pay the debts back put their, them in poverty, and uh, he blamed that on the Jews, man. A lot of that on the Jews, and uh, meth didn't help. Fuck no, bro. I was just <laughs> watching a thing. It was like two grams of meth, two grams of coke, and a gram and a half a gram of fucking something else just to top it off. These chocolates. <coughs> His cocktails. I'm not sure about his cocktails. I was talking about the chocolates he was giving his soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Keep no, him fighting. Hitler was mad the fuck out. I seen a video of him at the Olympics fucking tweaking, boy. Dude, crazy. It, dude, and that Olympics alone is crazy because they're surrounded by Nazis, dude. Bro. <laughs> surrounded, dude. And they're just over there throwing discs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, dude. Crazy. Oh, time. Times have changed for sure. Holy shit. 
not much though. Just look at everything going else going on all over the world. We're, like so much shit's coming out, you know, especially about nine eleven and uh, mm. you know, something about I heard the day that Columbine happened or something. We dropped like forty bombs on another country. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yemen. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think it was Yemen. It was like uh, I wouldn't. We'd have to. Look, I'd have to look it up. But I know for a fact that it's what it was said. Like you know, it's crazy when you look at it now that media is so profound and popular. How far and shit like the stuff will go. Like I'm not gonna lie, I save a lot of videos on TikTok, and when I go back to find them to show people, they're always gone. Like there's a video of Alex Jones. Shout out Alex Jones. I fucking love that guy. Video of Alex Jones. Uh. Asking, he pulls up a video of somebody asking Alexa what happens at the 2024 election. And she says it doesn't happen. She's like, the 2024 election doesn't happen. Like, Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. And like, that'd be crazy. There's supposed to be some crazy shit with COVID happening pretty soon. You know, the oh. nurses, nurses and flight attendants said that masks are coming back. My brother just went and seen our buddy in the hospital. Uh, he, he had to put a mask on, which I think that's kind of been a thing since then, but... Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't been to the hospital like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's he doing? I saw Zach posted that uh, he was awake. Yeah, he's doing better as far as I know. He's waiting on test. A test? Yeah, a test. Just testing his brain and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to, like a neurologist or something, going to hook him up? or mm-hmm. Like, what are they? Okay. All right. Yeah, man, that's... um. Everything can change in an instant. We were just saying it, man. Yeah, bro. Life's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I was... I was just thinking today, dude, because I've been mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, especially this week, but, like, this past month and a half, you know. And I was just thinking at work today, like... Not to be dark, but I... I understand why, like, a lot of people just give up, you know? Yeah, that was, uh, 100%, what's his name? That comic that just passed away. Ah, uh, the old guy, he was in Billy, Billy Madison. He's the one that was hosing the kid down. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, this is gonna bug me. Fuck, what was his name? Was it, it started with an N, didn't it? Man. Wasn't Neil? No. Ugh. Billy Madison Kiss. Billy Madison Kiss. Oh, you're googling it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, damn, dude. Adam Sandler. Fine. Like, you just want me to start listing the cast? <laughs> <laughs> Norm McDonald. Norm. Yep. Norm. He was like, a, he had a joke about. He was like, I hate when people say they don't understand suicide. He's like, What do you mean? You don't. You not live this thing called life. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, Norm was a great fucking, a great troll, dude. Did you ever see him on, um, uh, what's that show with all the bitches? The Man Show? No, All the Bitches. All the Bitches. It was like a morning, like a morning TV show. Good Morning America? No. The Kelly one? Nope. It was like five bitches sitting around a table. Oh, The Talk? Was it The Real or some shit like that? (sighs) The Soup? I don't think it was The Talk. God damn it. The Red Table? Nope. Keep going. One with Whoopi Goldberg and all them. Yeah. I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's chicks listening right now. Like it's this view. The was no, it the view? The view, dude. Yeah. yeah. The view. 
I had a chin or my all, all you had chin to do or my inner female. All you, all you had to do was just roast a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had to do. Um, but yeah, he, I th- I'm pretty sure it was a view. He goes on there and he's talking about something and they're like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, no, really. And then just keeps going with it. And they're like, you need to stop. They start attacking him. And he's like, what? What? I'm just saying, you know. And, Speaking the truth. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I was thinking today, I was like, man, I get why people just want to give up, you know, but I don't know. I feel like I'm lucky enough to have the perspective I have because shit gets tough, you know, shit will heal. But at the same time, it's like you almost, even you know, even you know, even though you may get depressed or sad or exhausted or down, it's like it may it takes me a minute to get there, but I I somehow always remember like it's a privilege to be able to experience this. Yeah, because exactly. we don't know what the fuck's beyond this. There, there, as far as we know, there's nothing before, there's nothing after. This is just this, and if this is the only place in the universe that this happens at this level, like how lucky are we to be able to experience? Exactly, perspective is key. Trees changing color, fucking hot air, being miserable, sweaty, being cold, being hungry, like being being depressed because of finances or your woman left or whatever, like just that's all the experience of life, you know. And I think too many people, I think too many people, one want to get rich, and they think that's going to solve their issues because they can get food whenever they want, they can you know, find a mate whenever they want. They can drive or they can do literally whatever they want whenever they want. But the the thing that, and I know it's kind of cliche, but the thing is, like, money doesn't bring happiness by itself because you still have those emotions to deal with. And if you can't deal with those emotions, you're not going to be happy. And you're not always, you're not supposed to always be happy. Exactly. Being happy is great, but being miserable is what forces you to make a change. That's where Facebook, I feel like, ruined everybody because it makes you makes everybody think that everybody's life is just constantly going great because that's the only part of the life that people show yeah you know and it's fucked yeah but i mean but i agree with you you're not supposed to always be happy you know you're supposed to you go through these emotions for a reason and you're learning how to cope you're learning how to get through other further situations in life i was (laughs) it's crazy how everything pertains to everything but i was thinking about it the other day you know like i don't have a instant sad reaction to death and stuff my reaction is always to joke as shitty as it sounds i'm trying to joke and make everybody around me yeah you got less light, stressful and i'm usually pretty successful at it you know what i mean like my uncle's funeral rest in peace minutes that i was just talking about <laughs> we were making fun of my uncle mark <laughs> and i had my sister and my boy joey fucking laughing so hard like it was it was almost embarrassing everybody at the funeral was like we're here because someone died these fuckers yeah. are crying <laughs> laughing in the corner like, what the fuck is so funny but I was talking about my Uncle Mark. We called him Uncle Lurch. I was like, he was like, who is he? I was like, you'll know when he gets here. And this motherfucker come walking through the fucking funeral doors like he was doing a thriller video. Like was, <laughs> and we just, he looked and he was like, oh, and he looked back at us and we were like, yup. And he just started, we all just busted out laughing. But people get mad if you don't have the same reaction as them. If you're not instantly sad sometimes, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that. That's how I am for every death but majority of them i'm always trying to be strong first for everybody else well that's the other thing dude it's like it's not just death it's everything man like if you don't feel like they do about the vaccines you're an enemy if you don't feel like they do about the fucking 
the economy, you're an enemy. If you don't feel like they do about, like, a local municipality project that's going on, you know what I mean? You're an enemy. It's like, <clears throat> I just have to voice how I feel, and you kind of have to listen and interpret it your own way, but at the very least, you should be able to fucking take my input, run it through your system, and then decide for yourself, like, are there any valid points? If there is a valid point, you know, maybe we should look at this part of this project from a different perspective, you know? A hundred percent. Like, like you don't have to fully agree with me, and if you don't agree with me, that's fine. If I don't agree with you, that's fine. I don't hate you, you know? Exactly. You know, people, you're allowed to disagree. You're allowed to have disagree. You're not supposed to You believe. should disagree. Everybody's exactly. different. <laughs> like, I argue with this one chick about Andrew Tate. She hates him, and I'm not saying I'm on his dick and I love him. I just feel like some of the shit he says be hitting home with me. You know what I mean? And she sent me a video that, like, was about him being misogynistic and sexist. And it was so edited and, like, doctored. It was ridiculous. And then she came over the other day and we were talking about it. And I went to go start talking and she was like, oh, my God, here we go with the facts. And I, <laughs> I was just like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you just said it all right there. Like, why are you hating so hard? Like, he doesn't say anything really necessarily negative. If anything, he's a real gentleman. But people, that's why everyone's scared of him. Because... He's a manly man that tells men to be men, and that's not a bad thing, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm, like, as flamboyant as you can get to being gay without being gay, you know what I mean, I was raised with my mom and my sister, you know what I mean, I was, grew up with my cousins. Nah, was like, nigga, I've seen, I've seen flamboyant, bro. Yeah, you're right, I, I guess you're <laughs> right, but I'm saying I can be that, because, like, I can, but I can't, I don't know, I grew up with. I think it was nine girls in the house at one time, it was like, if I didn't wake up first to go to the bathroom before school, I had to go piss outside. Shit was real. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. And I have a great deal of love and respect towards women from how I was watched my mom raise. Like, I talk to, like, <sighs> I be saying all the time, you know, I just don't, I'm not a simp because I don't be out here sending bitches money or buying bitches or anything. I don't do none of that, but I am definitely out here trying to uplift people's spirits and make people happier because that's what, you know, I wish I would have seen happen to my mom growing up more. I wish, you know, somebody would have been more positive towards my mom so it's like I, I lacked that when I was younger and now that I'm older and I have control of how I can treat people I do what I can you know what I mean I try to make making other people happy is what makes myself happy that's what you know what I mean like that's the cool part about working with your friends or having jobs with your friends and shit you know what I mean yeah but I mean simping is a little different than helping you know 100% everybody has a different view I don't like being called a simp <laughs> no I mean yeah but that's that's like being called a bitch, you know what I mean? In in my opinion, it's like, you simp, it's like, just call me a bitch. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what are we doing? What are, what are you mad about? What are, You know what I mean? What do we got to talk about? I'll be a bitch for my bitch. I'm not saying I'm going to take it up to butter or nothing, but I'll definitely do the dishes. I want to help. You know, we're supposed to be in this shit together. Well, that's that's the thing, dude. It's like... I wash you dry. I'm not a single mother. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing. Is like somebody that's calling you a simp probably doesn't understand the perspective that you're looking at. One million from. percent, and it's not... And that's, you're one million percent right, and that's what sucks, is like, you know, I shouldn't have to tell you what has happened or what I went through for you to understand. You know, I treat everybody with the same respect whether, when I meet them, whether I know their past or not, you know what I mean? That, that doesn't really dictate how I treat you, if anything, you know what I mean? Right, right. I just might think like, oh shit, we might relate a little bit more, or they don't relate to me on this, so I just know how to move around you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, and here's the thing. Like, honestly, dude, I don't hate anybody right and 
I've tried to articulate it. It's it's kind of hard to articulate, but I'll I'll try it again in a quick, concise manner. If I don't agree with something you think or say or do, that's one thing. Like, let's take like a like a skinhead that doesn't like black people, right? Mm-hmm. They may just hate me from looking at me. Okay. Now you would think that, oh, you know, you should hate all Nazis because they hate you. They don't want any good for you. They don't want you in this world. Yada, yada, yada. You go down the list. But it's like, it's not the person I hate. It's the idea. Mm-hmm. Right? There's still a person behind that idea. And it could be an extremely negative person. It could be an extremely aggressive person. But if you could separate all of their ideas, I'm sure, 100% positive, there's multiple things that we could get along on. I'm sure they like to fish. Fuck, they might like to take walks or take pictures or just the little things that I enjoy. I guarantee we could get along on that. You just got to separate the ideas from the person. And a person, I mean, a, a, life to me is just like a series of experiences, right? 100%. And nobody's ever going to be the exact same because you would have to go through every experience I went through and then gain the exact same perspective from it. You know, there's people that may go through an experience I go through and then have a complete opposite perspective, you know, and I'm the way I am now because of everything I've gone through and the perspective I've taken and the shit I've learned and all the, you know, the whole list of things. So it's like, if you could separate that from the person who may be misguided, you know, if they're young or maybe they grew up in a different time or maybe they grew up in a city where they were getting robbed every day and fucking they had to worry, you know, whatever. If you could separate all those ideas that that person puts into every thought they have at the very basis of action, you can get along. Big time. You know, you like driving a lifted truck? Sweet. I like lifted trucks. I like driving lifted trucks. Well, just like even like up north, man. Like I, that's one of the that's one of the things I hate about up north is up north. Like I'm not gonna say everybody's racist, but majority of the people are. And I've been up north when somebody has said we're all racist up here, and I've had to correct them. Like don't get your fucking don't get your fucking hopes up. Like you're not you might all be racist, and I might tolerate you because I your family and I love you. But that doesn't there's no like <clears throat> it doesn't really make sense. But I'm gonna make it make sense kind of like. Ignorance is is no excuse for the law. You know, you know what I'm saying. I like, do. Like I do. So like the same thing. I feel like the same thing with racism because you know, like majority of people like when like you came up north for the squirrel hunt. You know what I mean. You got along with everybody. Everybody had a great time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm not saying everybody up there was racist, but you know what I mean. It's just the stereotypes that everybody chooses to believe without knowing the facts. You know what I mean? Why? I like that Anthony Bourdain said that. Like, go to a bar that you've never been to and talk to somebody you've never spoken to and learn something about them because you'll learn something about yourself, too. Oh, yeah. 100%, dude. But to piggyback off that everybody up here is racist, that's another thing, dude. We're, at the root, we're an animal, right? And we're a pack animal. We have emotions. One of the worst things you can do to somebody... Is what we do in prisons for somebody that's quote-unquote bad, right? You isolate them. Right. You know? And we're pack animals. We're social creatures. And, uh, I mean, fuck, dude. You take a dog to a dog park, they're social creatures. They're pack animals, too. And you see a dog that gets along with other dogs and can't wait to go play with other dogs. It's like, you know, but then you, you have a dog that wants to fight, Okay. There's shit going on in the head, but again, we're pack animals. And if you take 
the everybody up here is racist comment whole, you might be offended. But like like when you said that, I immediately broke it down into, well, they think they're in a pack. And they think they're in a group of people, and they want to be part of the group. So probably when they're talking to somebody that's Mexican or black or Arab or Indian, you know, they're not going to be racist to that person because it's a one-on-one thing. Whether or not they have the balls is a different question, but it's probably their actual belief. But then when they get with somebody that, let's say, is also white or black at the bar, they might throw some racial racial slurs and talk some shit about a different race because they want to signal that, hey, we're both in this group, right? Right. You know? I feel like that 100%. Like, I feel like, I feel almost what exactly what you said, but flip. Like, they don't want to be a part of the pack, but I want to be a part of the pack. Like, and then you said with blacks or Mexicans, like, I remember when I got stranded in Indiana, every white person I talked to was like, fuck off. And it was sucked. And then as soon as I seen a black guy pumping his gas, I ran up like, hey, bro, you know where the gas station's at? Or the Greyhound station's at? He was like, hell yeah. I was like, I threw you 10 bucks. He fucking gave me a ride there. He was like, hell yeah, I got you. He almost gave me a haircut, too. I wish I remembered his name. I'd shout him out. But uh, I've had more better situations and experiences dealing with other races and minorities than dealing with white people, for sure. Oh, Especially, yeah. like, just last week. It was so awesome because uh, uh, when I lived in California, my best friend, Freddie, was Guatemalan. Shout out to Freddie. He's in Canada now. But uh, Canadian Freddie. Canadian Freddie. But uh, <laughs> shout out Grumpy. The I maple think, syrup friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was amazing, and he taught me a little bit of Spanish, you know, un poquito. And uh, we have Hondurans working with us at the school that we were working at last week. Yeah. So there was, like, a definite, not, like, uh, the opposite of a disconnect, but we definitely connected. Like, I was out there, like, they, they would come out, and I'd be like, oh, it's no chid, it's sexo. And they'd be like, it's me, Start singing it with me, boy. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they fucking love me. He came up to me. He's like, "Donde esta cocaína?" He was like, "Donde esta cocaína?" I was like, "Shit, see." He was like, "Monday." I was like, "I won't be here, fucker. You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> but they love me, bro. Like I don't know. I just, I love it. Like you said, they don't want to be a part of the pack, and I feel like I'm the opposite. I want to be a part of everybody's pack. I just want it to make. Well, no, no. What I was saying is like, like people that were like, "Yeah, everybody up here is racist." They they probably feel good being like, "Yeah, you know, I'm part of this group of people." Right. They don't want to be isolated. Right. You know? But you get them one-on-one, and they're not racist. No, one million percent. That's majority. That's majority. Everybody. Even, like, when I just said, like, when the lady was like, we're all racist up here. She was in a pack environment. You know, there was seven or eight of them around the table, and not that everybody was hooting and hollering, hell yeah, but when I spoke up, it was like, you don't get it. And I was like, no, motherfuckers, you don't get it. Like, my best friend was black. Like, shout out Frank, R.I.P. R.I.P. Frank Doe. But, like, you know what I mean? There's just, it goes so much deeper. I've just had so, like I said, I've had so many more better experiences with other races helping me than my own and yeah and dude <laughs> I, you know i went to an all-white school right i was just gonna i meant to say that a minute ago even when i started up here to avalon i noticed i think there was only two or three black guys working there you know what i mean and that was one of them. exactly <laughs> exactly the only colored welder and honestly dude people are like dude you're one of if not the best welders i was like, just gonna say like, dr yeah. dimes it's like yeah maybe you know no, but maybe. but you're being modest but but it's like, if you want to put me in the top five, awesome. That's an honor. Humbling. You know what I mean? But it's like, well, I didn't just get this way because, you know, it's like, I don't really have anything to prove. But at the same time, it's like going to school, an all-white school, constantly racial slurs thrown, jokes made at your expense. It's like, there's one of two ways you can take it. You can take it personal and fight everybody, or you can just let the shit roll off you. And, you know, I, I a lot of people tell me, dude, you're 
pretty chill. You're a pretty chill guy. You gotta be. You if, you're, if you're, if you're, you gotta not. And I know it's cliche. Pick your battles. But it's like you can't, you can't walk away from a conversation and be taking the negative. Like right. You got to take the positive away because it's too heavy to carry all that negative. Because if every interaction you're having between every class is fucking, hey, let, let me tell you a joke or. Low you key, know, nowadays you gotta let that shit hit you, roll off the shoulder, and just hope they get famous in seven to ten years so you can post it on the suite and ruin their career. For real, dude. Canceled. <laughs> you know, but but what I was gonna say is like even growing up in a white area around nothing but white people, I still got help from, you know, white people, some white people if I needed it. I, there was a couple people I could rely on. But a lot of times they wouldn't come through. But then, you know, you start getting friends of another minority you know and i can think of quite a few they were dealing with the same shit and maybe they didn't take it the same way a lot of them didn't a lot of them had animosity toward white people i'd say maybe 75 percent of them you know which is whatever however like i said dude you're a conglomeration of all your experience right and how you interact with those but those people the other minority friends of mine were almost a hundred percent you know, on the come through, because they were like, yeah, I get it, you know, and we got to have each other out here, because if we don't, then... We got nobody, 100%. Right, and they've experienced the same shit, like, you know, even getting robbed by white kids, because they're like, oh, what, what the fuck are they going to, you know what I mean, nobody's going to believe them. Oh, well, yeah, have you heard about, there's like the, there's a couple, I don't want to say like true crime movies, or like true crime stories about, you know, like the only black guys that live in the cities go out to these barn house uh, parties and then never come back and shit. Yeah, and bro. The, you know, the families are tight with the police, so the property's not allowed to be searched, so they do search the property and find them in the creek and don't know what happened to them and nobody gets arrested for it. It's all, like, I, I've been saying it so much these past couple of days, it just sucked, but it's all about who you know and how you know them. Yeah, dude, and I can attest to that because we, uh, we used to have quite a few parties, you know, and uh, the easiest way to explain it is like, I had friends at my school, right, a lot of white friends, but I, there were only a few I associated with outside of school because they kind of proved themselves as friends, right? Right. You get in a situation or somebody says something and they speak up, you're laughing with, with a joke or somebody throws a slur. And you're just like, okay, dude, what the fuck? And they speak up, and they're like, nah, dude, that ain't that shit ain't cool. Like, you know what I mean? That's my homie. Dude, if you're going to diss him, you're going to diss me, and then we're going to have problems. And then, you know, you'd, you'd be like, all right, I'll gravitate toward these people. But, like, bitches, dude. Bitches, right? And, bitches. And I'm not just talking bitches that want to have that attitude. I'm talking females, right? I'm sorry, bitches, but... That, that's just, you know, slanging out here. We're only calling you that because we don't know your names individually. Right. Famales, if you will. Yeah, all, all these famales out here. Ha famales. <laughs> these, uh, all these bitches, right? They, I, I would witness a buddy get a girlfriend and whether they did or didn't have sex never seemed to matter because a couple weeks they'd break up and then they'd be getting shit talked, right? Oh, he did this, he did that, and then... The females would be in their own group, you know, regardless of skin tone. I mean, I can only think of a couple minorities, females that went to school, and they weren't black, which is nuts, you know what I mean? But it was like, okay, now all these bitches are in a group, and they're all talking shit about this guy. And then maybe you'd see one of them 
couple months later, a couple weeks later, start talking to him and then date. And then all those bitches hated that bitch. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw all that. And it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that at my school. Right. I'm not shitting literally where I eat. <laughs> okay. So it's like it kind of made me be more social. And it's weird now because I have extreme social. Not extreme. I have social anxiety. Right. In a, in a lot of different settings. And, uh, but that, I mean, that's how I, I branched out, dude. Like a lot of my friends that I was close with, they knew people at other schools. So we'd go to other parties and right. then I'd start meeting people, you know, out and about, we'd start talking. They'd be like, man, you're the most redneck black guy I've ever met. And it's like, it's like sagebrush baby. Right. It's, it's like, I could sit here and I, I could tell you why that's a redundant statement, but I won't. You know, right. because fuck, dude, back when we were slaves, who did all the hunting? Who were the guides? Who who actually had to survive off the land? Us. You know what I mean? So you might be the most redneck white guy I've ever met. You know what I mean? <laughs> Real it's, shit. It's know like, your role. It, it, know, right. Know your place, bitch. Stay so, in your lane, honkies. <laughs> <laughs> you out here swerving, cuh. But it's like. They need to get them a Tesla with a lane assist. <laughs> <laughs> they need that lane assist shit. Catch up. That technology, dude. Boy, I love it. But yeah, so it's like, you know. I'd I'd be partying at other schools, dude. I'd be going out. I'd meet other people at different schools or whatever, and dude, like Central Montcalm parties, St. John's parties, like uh, the area all around. People in Fowler really didn't like me though. That's the one area I really couldn't go. I don't know if it was because of Fulton Fowler rivalry or because I'm black, but dude, it was just one of those things. And um, it it was like that with the bitches, dude. It's like I guess you know you talk to a chick over here. None of her friends really know you, so you're mysterious. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They love they're, the they're like, they're like, who, who, who's this guy? You know? And then the and dudes at this, well, dude. And then I would start getting into trouble because you'd go to a party, and then some dude would be like, "Oh, you're the guy." You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're fucking hot headed, and they've got like some sort, some sort of animosity towards you. So you'd almost sort hear of more skinhead rage. Yeah, dude. So you'd hear more slurs and shit, but. Where I was going with that is, like, I would branch out, and then, like, I never had sex with a girl from my school. Smart. Right? Never. Especially when that fucking clap out broke. Bro- no. <laughs> 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 when that, that first epidemic rolled through, bro. The first pandemic. The clam The clam demic. The clam Dude, bars. Dude, bars. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, dude, so it'd be like, it'd be like that, man. It's like... Now, I don't know why I have so much social anxiety. Dude, <laughs> I don't know why this story just popped in my head, I gotta tell you. Shout out Kyle DeGroot. Shout out. And Trevor. His, and Trevor. His twin brother. <laughs> Kyle and Trevor. That's like, is that the Trailer Park Boys? Uh, is it Kyle and Trevor? <laughs> I, th- I think it is, dude. I think it is, dude. so badass. So, so, <laughs> so, Kyle, I went to... Uh, the Montcom Career Center is, is uh, like an elective or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I'm at Kyle my junior year. And Kyle was like the type of dude you didn't want to fuck with, right? It's fuck you up, dude. <laughs> so Kyle and I got pretty close. And then it, one day, dude, he invites me over. So I go spend the weekend out at, out at his place. And uh, I meet a bunch of his friends, dude. And they're all cool as fuck. I'm like, this is, dude, this is awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, then, dude... Like, we built a good relationship, you know, and then, like, a year later, Halloween, about this time of year, comes around, Halloween, and he's like, hey, you want to go to a Halloween party? 
And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. What do you mean? And he's like, all right, dude, come through. Just, you know, come over and then we'll pregame or whatever and then we'll head out. I'm like, all right, who's all going? You know what I mean? So he just starts listing the crew and I'm like, dude, I'm in. Well, <laughs> this bitch's parents were out of town and she had an older brother who was like in his mid-20s. Like, mind you, we're like 17, 18, right? Well, it was my senior year, so I guess I was 18. And, uh... <laughs> This bitch's parents leave, like, the the textbook cliche shit, <laughs> So she plans this Halloween party, and it's only supposed to be, like, 40 people. Dude, it turned into a rage. There were people showing up, dude. <laughs> Constantly. Like, we pulled in, there was, like, 10 vehicles. And we're like, oh, legit, you know? Well, then it was, like, constantly the doors opening and closing, opening and closing. And then more people are just coming in, walking through the kitchen and shit. And then it gets to the point there's, like, 40 people in the fucking kitchen. She's just sitting in the background looking like Kevin McAllister when he put the aftershave on. Dude, she freaked out, bro. <gasps> yeah, dude, she freaked out. She was like, all right, we, we, we got to dull this down a little bit. Well, somebody had called her brother and was like, hey, uh, there's a party going on at your house. Well, his bitch ass called her, her parents, their parents. And then her mom calls her and she's like, you got half an hour to get everybody out of there. We're on our way, but wherever the fuck they were, they're, she, they're like, we're on our way back, yada, yada. So she breaks down, starts crying, right? And then Kyle and I are trying to shoo everybody out. Well, dude, we start shooing people out, and then we're getting like, the fuck you, dude, that ain't my problem. You know, this and that. Some dude's playing her brother's guitar. Just like, <laughs> just like literally crazy shit happening, dude, like all over the place. And uh, finally, I'm like, dude, we got to. We got to step it up. And Kyle just fucking starts screaming. He's like, get the fuck out. And he's just like get walking up to people and staring them in the face. And they're like, all right, dude, fuck. <laughs> so, so then we clear it down to like 10 people, right? And we just start trying to clean some shit up. And uh, Kyle's like, where are the girls at? I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. They left too. <laughs> he's, 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 like, he's like, dude, we better go find them, you know? I'm like, all right. Because there were some shady people there. And he, he it was one of his good friends. And he's like... Uh, he didn't want anything to happen. So Hell yeah, looking out to support it. So I'm like, all right, let's go find him. So we fucking go downstairs, room to room, nothing. Go upstairs. And there's like a couple people downstairs making out. You know, we were like, get the fuck out of here. How many times? <laughs> so uh, we go upstairs. And her and two of her friends are in her room. And she's just throwing shit right out of her closet. And they're both packing shit in bags for her. Dude. I'm dead. And she's trying to get the fuck out, dude. And they're all crying, and uh, Kyle's like, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. And so we're sitting there trying to talk them down for like five, ten minutes, and all of a sudden, dude, fucking, a vehicle pulls in with a horn on. And I'm like, um, that doesn't sound good, dude. Please tell me it's Trevor. And dude, no, dude, no. <laughs> so, so we're just, we finished talking to them, and we're like, alright, we're going to, go down and check this out so no no shit did we go down the stairs <laughs> and this bitch's dad is coming in the door and like the way the stairs are you gotta go past the front door to go back in the house you know you come down the stairs the foyer is right there dude kyle just barely sneaks by him and i'm like i'm gonna have to hit this fucker dude <laughs> so i try and round the stairs and i'm like grabbing the banister and i try to make that quick quick whip you know where you just kind of lean out use your energy and dude he grabs me by the shoulder and i just fucking Kyle, dude, I'm like, 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 I'm trying to pull a sled. You know what I mean? Like, 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 three quick strides, rips the shit out of my shirt. 
I get out of there. And then I'm like, where are we going? Where are we going? And then he just takes a left. Like, he knew the house. Just takes a left, and we bust out the back door. Well, we're trying to find the other people we went there with. And he's like, I, I hope they're in the truck. So we, we split sides. We each run around different sides of the house, dude. We meet at the truck, and everybody's in the truck, and it's backing out. And dude, the bed was full of so much bullshit, we couldn't hop in the bed. So we're, like, banging on the window. They're backing out. Well, let me then, well, yeah, dude, so, and it was, like, uh, extended cab, so it was, like, third door, and we were on the side with the third door. So, oh, like, he, he, yeah, dude. That's a fucking Ford Ranger. Yeah, dude, so we're, like, <laughs> we're trying to pile in this fucker, and then Kyle's, like, go ahead and get in, go ahead and get in. I'm, like, dude, I don't want to sit, bitch. He's, like, get in. I'm, like, fuck, dude. The so, fuck are you so, talking about sitting, bitch, at a time like this? Right, dude, so I'm climbing in, <laughs> and I'm not even kidding, dude. Some dude just starts screaming and talking shit. And Kyle's, Kyle squares up, dude, and he shuts the door. Oh, no. <laughs> and, he's, and he starts walking at this motherfucker. And I'm like, dude, we do not have time for this. It, it ended up being her brother, dude, talking shit. And Kyle's, like, literally going to fight him. Dude, he's, like, in the headlights. We're trying to back out, and everybody in the car screaming, Kyle, Kyle, get in the fucking truck, dude. Incriminating the shit <laughs> out of that boy. <laughs> dude, but yeah, so then she comes outside crying with her parents and shit, and it was crazy. Well, then... You know, I had talked to him about that, like, a year or so later. I'm like, hey, whatever happened to her? And he's like, dude, I don't know. Like, they shipped her off to live with her grandparents or some oh shit. Oh, my God. It was, like, her last straw, dude. dude. I'm like, damn, dude. This bitch was crazy, you know? They can't get it right. No, dude, no. <laughs> and just, that's the thing, is, like, move, removing somebody from a situation like that can help, but it's probably going to make it worse. Yeah, she's just going to go, she's just going to She's just gonna go corrupt all the other bitches in her town now. Yes. She's, just, she's like the fresh prince, fresh, fresh princess, turn that town upside down. Do this, yeah. Hey, did I tell you about uh the chick that found me from your podcast? No, bro. What? Yeah. No shit. I used to live. Hit in, me with this. I used to live in these apartments called Brookstone. They were in Port Huron, <laughs> and uh, that's actually where I met Frank Doe at. Shout out. Shout and, out, uh, Frank. Uh, R.I.P. This chick Taylor, I ironically like, just like thought about her, looked her up a couple months before, and I couldn't find her. I was like, whatever. And then, uh, like a month or so after I looked her up, I get a firm request from this chick, and I'm like, do I know you? And she's like, yeah, go through my pictures. And I did, and I seen one from when she was like living in Brookstone, and I was like, oh my god, like holy shit! I was like, how the fuck did you find me? And she was like, Jimmy shared your podcast, so shout out Jimmy for that. Shout out Jimmy. Shout out Big Jim boy, proud of you. Thank you for sharing. And uh. <clears throat> Yeah, I thought that was so cool, bro. I was like, she was like, Jimmy shared your podcast. And I just, I seen it and I added you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, holy That's shit. That's fucking awesome, dude. And then I tell you about the Spotify. I think it was like my brother or somebody without, they were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you know what you just fucking said? And I was like, what did I just say? And they're like, you're on Spotify, bro. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I am. Dude, holy shit. Repping the spot, dude. Multiple platforms, baby. Oh, dude, yeah. Spotify, CastBox, fucking, you name it, we're on it, dude. Oh, are we on CastBox? Oh, dude, we're on everything. Because I listen on Whistlepick. iTunes, yeah. I listen on Whistlepick. I listen on uh, Podbean. Yeah, yep. Podbean, iTunes, CastBox, fucking Spotify. I'm going to switch to CastBox. A few other ones. That's why I listen to Dave and Chuck the Freak on that show. is pretty good, too. It's the radio station out of Detroit I used to listen to at work. Fuck yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's dope to know. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I've been trying, man. I mean, I've been kind of down about all this shit. And it's not just this. It's like the shit... Going on outside of life, everything be hitting hard, bro. Hey, not to cut you off, but I told this chick one. I said, it's hard out here for a pimp, girl. And she was like, oh, you're a pimp? 
I was like, nah, sweetie, this, that means person in my position. Yeah. You feel me? P-I-M-P. P-I-M-P. And look, I don't know what you heard about me. But it's hard as you're for a person in my position. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's it's uh, it's good to hear that uh, bringing people together, man. You know? I mean, that's honestly the main reason. I know my solos have t- kind of turned into an event session, but I'm just trying to put out content, keep it alive, keep the habit alive. It's just, dude, it's been hard. Studio being down. Um, the and basement then flood. The time thing, dude, it's like, fuck. I don't know. It's stressful. It's stressful. And like you said, a bunch of other shit going on behind the scenes, too. But, you know, just trying to keep it, keep it rolling, you know. I said uh, something that I didn't mean it passively passive-aggressively, I meant it to be funny in a couple solos back. I said something about, you motherfuckers ain't sharing this shit anyway. Like, you ain't busy. Like, what are you doing? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I just meant it to be funny, but then I I did listen back to it, because I was like, man, I feel like I've been whining a lot on the solo. So I was listening, and I was like, man, that that sounded passive-aggressive as fuck, dude. You I know? feel it, though, because I kind of, in a way, I feel the same way about, you know what I mean? That's, like, how I feel about you know, my one friend that does, you know, music and stuff, like, you know, you always want me to share your stuff and go comment and like on your stuff, which I have no problem with. I've been supporting you since the beginning. I love supporting you. Right. But why can't you show me some support back, you know, like, is, is my comedy going to mess with your image? Is that what it is? Because if that's the case, just tell me, you know, I don't, you know, why don't you support my bars? You know what I mean? You're supposed to, like, you're one of the main people that I go to to, right. Help you know, me for, edit something. For, for advice, you know what I mean? Tell me what I could do. Like, oh, you're talking too fast. Oh, try to slow it down. Do different flows. Don't just tell me, like, oh, I feel like you should uh, just listen to the rapper that you want to rap like. Like I said, I don't want to rap like anybody. I just want to be me, you know, and I just talk about mainly the shit that I be feeling or going through at times, you know, and I, I a million percent agree with, with that, like... Remind me, dude. I had an idea the other day. I was I was gonna message you, and I was like, I don't even want to talk about it on Facebook because I feel like all that shit's archived, and then it'll come out. I was gonna send you a message, and I was like, maybe if I voice message it, and then I was like, nah, because that'll still be because. And it, not trying to sound paranoid, but dude, come on, you know that that's all their data, all that shit. And if they have AI crawling through all these things looking for free ideas that people are sharing, like. I ain't doing it, so we'll we'll talk after. But I got an idea as far as like lyrically for you that I think would be a good a good starting base, Hell and then yeah. you could take it from there. So just I'm remind about me. It. remind me definitely. I got some Pokemon bars I made up yesterday. That shit is funny, boy. Pokemon bars. Pokemon bars. You know you know who lick a tongue is. Yeah, yeah. I said if I was a Pokemon, I'd be lick a tongue because I don't stop licking her clit until I can lick her tongue, which means I don't stop licking till the lick is done. You <laughs> <laughs> Boy. I don't stop licking till the lick is done. And dude, that's double meaning. You know what I'm saying? Hit a lick. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. That's uh <laughs> But no, I, I appreciate the support from you and definitely a couple other people, you know, they're on me about it. Shout out Eden. I appreciate you a lot. She uh she always gives me because that's one of like you were saying, like uh I get very discouraged easily. I feel like, you know, when if I do tell people my bars or I do say something, it's mostly they'll just be like, bars. <laughs> but hell yeah, bro, bars. Yeah, those like, do you those not were like bars. It? Is that not a shit topic? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm coming to you guys because I love you. I value your opinion. And I care about it. And when you guys just give me some bullshit back, like, you know what I mean? I feel like... Bars. I'm, I'm always trying to 
initiate for everybody to go do more. Go for, like, the gusto, if you will. Like, you gotta go for it. Like, my brother, for instance, he wants to do, like, a metal metal stuff. He used to be in a band. He used to sing. He said he's got a notebook laying around. I was like, get that shit. Let's get that shit, boy. Like, I want... I shared a status earlier, and it said, you know, like, only hang out with people that are going to try to make you do better or do better for you or something. And I was like, you 100%, but only if you're doing the same thing back, it's got to be right. a two-way street. Yeah, yeah. You can't surround yourself with people that you're hoping are going to get you to a position without you reciprocating. you got to have some you type know? of value for yourself, too, you know, and you got to bring something to the table. And for them. You know, they can't just be like, all right, let me raise this guy up and then not get anything out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you're good friends, yeah, now you get to go do more things you know let's say you're business partners now you know what i mean you get to take these trips together you get to do all this shit you have you know funds you know but at the same time it's like you're you're doing work together you know whereas if you just try and buy in or fucking you're just hoping that somebody gives you a position you know mm-hmm. what are you going to do for them i mean even if you're let's say somebody gives you a management position at the company they own yeah okay maybe you're managing product you're you, but they expect you to grow the company from within and yeah you're gonna right. you're you're gonna get a kickback out of that you know but just as far as like a friendship dude like if i if i'm always like hey man yeah come on over hey man come on over and you're like hey you want to come over and it's like yeah nah man nah you can only hear so many nahs i want to hang out at my place or on my time and not your time before you're like yeah well even like right I'm now giving you, more. Brought, you brought everything over here and made it happen you know what i mean i also wanted to bring it up about what we were talking about earlier when you we said there was only like three black people at Avalon, and I was like, I feel more comfortable. I asked you for a ride home, you know what I mean, that day. There was like two other, three other people in the shop, but I was like, I'm not going to fucking, I have no idea who you are. I was just like, please tell me you live in St. Louis by the 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, fuck yeah, boy. Yeah, dude, that, listen, that shit ain't, shit ain't nothing, bro. Shit ain't nothing. And that's the thing is like, those are the smallest adjusters, man, like. And I've been in a spot where it's like, I don't have anybody that I know I can call for a ride because the one person I could call is either gone or they're fucking mad at me or whatever. And it's like, or maybe they don't have a means because my ride is their ride, you know, and I don't have it right now. So it's like, you know, I've been in those positions and I, dude, I've been in the position where I'm walking miles, you know, in the winter. And it's like, not a single person stops. And it's mm. like, it's like, you see me walking toward town. What are you doing? Mm. You know, and if I got time, dude, I'm the first person to stop and be like, hey, you need a phone or something to call a ride or, you know, where are you going? 100%. Y'all can't see me nodding my head, but exact, man, so many times I felt that. I'm the same way, too. And, you know, a lot of people don't like accepting rides, but at least you you took the time out to offer because it'd be fucking cold. Right. Well, that's the other thing. Like, there have been people that have stopped and been like, hey, uh, you good? It's like, yeah, man. I'm literally just walking up here to my buddy's house, you know. I live four blocks from him. No sense in driving. Oh, okay, cool. It's like you, you make it two blocks from your house and somebody's pulling over. And that's cool. But at the same time, it's like to stop an offer, even if you decline the ride, like it gives them something. They're right. like, hey, you know, I, I I took time out of my day. I, I made tried. an offering to help. You know what I mean? And now I'm not driving past this person thinking, wow, I don't really have anywhere to be. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why am I, you know, no kids in the car, no worries. Like, I'm. I'm strapped up. You know what I mean? What am I? That's exactly what I mean when I say, like, I'm not mad at the rich for getting rich, but I'm mad at the rich for how they treat people. You know what I mean? The rich ain't stopping. Not that, you know, anybody's entitled to stop, but I agree with what you're saying. Like, you know, it's all about perspective, and most people don't think like we do, man. We're very much a minority in the way that we think. Yeah. And our race. 
<laughs> For real? Yeah. And, you know, the whole, I don't know. I don't really want to dive into it, but the whole BLM thing, dude, was kind of like, I don't know. I, embarrassing, you know? I'm not going to speak on it, but. No, I, and I, like I said, I don't really want to get into it, but it's like, to me, it was just kind of. I can definitely see your side. One million percent. It's like, nah, dude, like, if, if we're going to do anything, we need to set the example, and this isn't. And then, you know, people that were looting black businesses that were black. It's like, this isn't doing any good. It's actually proving the opposing side's point. <laughs> well, I think BLM, what are we doing? BLM was, like, set up in the same sense that Planned Parenthood was set up, or the women's movement, you know? Like, they say, like, the women's rights movement was set up so that the government could tax the other half of the country. It wasn't because they actually right. cared about women's rights, you know what I mean? The BLM movement was set up as a power thing. It was set up as a distraction. From I, th- I almost think a lot of it was set up for money laundering, too, because there was just this th- thing about one of the bitches that were running some sort of non-profit having, like, two properties and shit. And... Oh, yeah, well, that's the thing about inter- insurance, like, not insurance, um, what's that called, uh... Inside. Charity, oh. charity. Like when you donate to charity, you know, you they back when the ALS ice challenge was happening. Remember, they were saying like, yeah. oh, you need to check the charities because most charities, you know, you you could be a charity and donate point zero zero three percent to the charity and pocket the other fucking dollar ninety nine point nine nine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to start a fucking charity. Shit, that's not like a great idea. Get a couple million dollars, but you know, it's not the morally correct thing to do. No, but are people doing it. Yeah. I mean, there was one of the veteran organizations that was like that. Like, when you looked into it, 16% of your donation went to the vets. It's like... What the fuck are we doing, man? Right, dude. It's like, the VA is already kind of behind the ball, and now you're going to fucking put your foot on it and stop it? Like... And these are our fucking veterans, and you guys want kids to join the military with that type of fucking... Look at how you're treating the veterans. Nobody wants to join the military. Who would want to fight for this country going the way it is? Well, right? then look at the symptoms, too. Look at who's joining the military. They have to open it up. They're like, all right, now we have to make all these allowances because nobody wants to fucking join. You know? Pretty soon they're trying to start drafting, and then, like... <laughs> you know, it's, it's all crazy. I can't believe we're at war. Did you see that Bolivian guy? I want to say he was Bolivian or... The Senate, I don't know what the hell he was, but uh, it was a foreign guy talking about bring Trump back. No. He was like, the only way you could save the save the Western world right now is Trump. Like, the the, the Ukrainian-Russian war never would have happened if Trump was in office. Like, you guys can talk all the shit you want about he's a bad person, but facts don't lie. And the World Economic Forum was never better than when he was in office. Let's just say he is a bad person for the sake of argument. What? First off, what would you categorize as a bad person? And then second off... You cannot deny that sometimes you need a bad person. Well, like, we were just talking about, not me and you, but I was just talking about with somebody that lives in Flint about their city council member, somebody that the dude got so high on crack he pawned his laptop. And the 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 pawn shop called the city, like, you know, we have your laptop here. And they went and bought his laptop and just gave it back to him. Like, why'd you pawn your laptop? He was I need more crack. He's still higher. He's still voted for and everything. And everybody said, well, when he's sober, he does a really good job. Yeah, but, well, and, you know, that's, that's... I feel like that was kind of backwards, like, contradicting what I'm saying about Trump, but... Well, no, 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 it's it's just a different genre of... Politics. Right, and and here's the thing, is, like, if, if we're going to categorize somebody as bad, let's say that, you know, they're, um, you know, they, they only think about themselves, uh, you know, they're really negative or mean to other people, whatever, whatever. But you can't tell me that there isn't a condition in which that person is the ideal person. Like right now as a president, let's say you put him in and he's a bad person, quote unquote, right? Okay. 
well, at least Putin knows that that motherfucker might retaliate, right? So maybe Putin won't be pushing the fucking chips on the other side of the table. Maybe he'll keep his chips and be like, you know what? I'll ride this next four years out. Yeah, if you get, if I, I used to blame, blame, I used to base my presidents like off of their gas prices, and Trump had the best gas prices, and I had a car then too. I tell you what, I haven't had a, and it's not Biden's fault either, but I haven't had a car since Biden has been in office, and all I hear about is people bitching about gas. I remember when Trump was in office, it was down to a dollar something a gallon. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. holy shit. Dollar eighty nine, dude. Now you can't go to fucking. We went to Subway today, and it was like fifteen bucks for a sub. A sub and a meal was like fucking thirteen, fourteen dollars. I was. What happened to five dollar foot long? Yeah, dude, nothing. What happened to the dollar menu? You know what I mean? Like we were just saying, dollar. I was a dollar menu. You know what I mean? Inflation has gone up so much, and it's only happening because we let it. And I think that's that's that was part of the, uh, like when people got the stimulus checks, right? Ah, mm. uh, I don't really know, but I have a feeling that a lot of that was so that there would be. Um, more money for the government to make a move in a certain direction because a lot of people were on unemployment and they were making a lot of money and then the stimulus check came in that wasn't necessarily needed, right? And the whole thing was, yeah, go out and buy something. Go out and buy something with it, right? Put yeah, money back in the economy. Exactly. But the thing is, what if we're drawing unemployment? Where's that money coming from? So then why would you want me to put more money back in the economy when we're drawing money out of the unemployment pools and we're putting it into the economy already because I still need to get groceries, I still need to get gas, I still need to get all these things, and now you're going to send me a check to put back into the economy. They just sent, you see they sent the people in Hawaii $700? Yeah, terrible, dude. What the fuck? Bro? Might as well just line them all up and just walk <laughs> down the line smacking them, dude. <laughs> just fucking... What the fuck? And then I heard that if they sign off to get the help that the FEMA's offering, they sign away their property. Yeah. Like, we need to go, like, that's the other thing that sucks about Hawaii is nobody can just go there. It's a fucking island. You know, we can't go there and force, like, that's why I feel like they're doing it to Hawaii and they're doing it out there. Because if it was somewhere in America, I feel like people would be there. You know what I mean? They'd be like, fuck your six-foot fence and fuck your fucking 20-foot barrier in between your six-foot fence. No drones can fly over there. Like, what the fuck are they doing? What if they're trying to Epstein Island that shit? What if it, I mean, I feel like it already has been. They say there's tunnels under there, Oprah's, you know what I mean? All the rich billionaires' houses didn't get fucked with. Who knows? There's 2,000 kids missing that were sent home from school that day. Who knows if the buses even dropped them off at home? Uh, 2,000 kids are trying to say are just dead, but we know how the government be with their motherfucking. That's scary to think about, man. It's sad to think about, but, you know, we gotta. Th- someone's got to think about it. Someone's got to say it or bring it to light, because otherwise, you know what I mean? I'll be Akon. I don't got no kids. Government can come get me. I mean, where? Here's the thing, though. Kids are generally smaller, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say a lot of them did burn up because they made bad decisions, or the, a bus got caught, and it was every kid for themselves, you know. And they're running into areas that are actually entrapping them. Can you account for every single one of those two thousand kids being? dead and then where are one of those kids bodies exactly two of their those kids bodies there's there's no way all 2000 just got burnt up like that it's impo- like i don't want to say it's impossible but i'm gonna go ahead and say like it's fucking impossible well then on the back side let me ask you this do did those kids exist Ooh. because what would happen if uh there's supposedly 2000 kids missing but those were just 
you know, parents claiming kids on, you know, the taxes and shit they didn't have, or the school system saying, hey, we have 2,000 more kids than we really have, so we need this funding that we don't need, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go that way, I like that you do, and that's, that's, that's crazy. That's even crazier to think about if you ask me. Holy fucking shit. It's the extremes, man. I, I Like I said, I, I've said it a million times, but I like to think in the extremes. Like, where are they if they existed, and then did they exist? Did I tell you about the Malaysian flight? Uh, no. The information I got, I heard about that. Like, I'm Alex Jones or something. I got information from inside sources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get it. I just read it off the internet. But I heard that, like, the Malaysian Airlines flight, so you know how, like, uh, Elon Musk has the, what is it, Neuralink, the chip that he wants to put in you? Yeah, yep. Come here, fucker. So it's the same type of technology, except it's not it's not a chip. It's uh, airborne. Like, they can basically, like, blow it in your face, and then they have control over you. And they, these four scientists and the Carlyle group had the patent on it. Four of the scientists perished on, Malaysia, on that Malaysian flight, and the Carlyle group got left with that patent to able to control people holy yeah. shit did you hear about uh because you know like if me and you go file a patent and you die in a plane crash and the patent gets approved i, I get it's that. yours yeah so like it's just yeah the carlisle group is part of the Bilderberg group the illuminati you know all them all them golden you know, gate rockefellers and all them rothschild fuckers black rock <clears throat> did you hear about um uh what what was the name I want to say Pavlov, but it wasn't. You talking about the Black Rock guy that was talking about war? No, 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 no. That, uh, the dude that was going into Russia and fucking, fucking shit up. You know what guy I'm talking about? Was he the one that was in that car that starts with the L? He was in a, he, uh, his plane went down. Pergosian? Okay. Yeah, I think I know what you're, I, I do recall slightly. Yeah, he, uh, like, most of his top advisors were on that plane with him. And it got shot down. My question is, how many times have we had our, not we, you and I, but our government had their dirty little paws on some shit? And, and how convenient would it be for him to go down and then, because maybe he was a threat to the progression of Ukraine-Russia conflict, where uh, maybe we're siphoning some funds we're saying we're sending funds over there and they're asking for more funds that, and that dude that's what that's what pisses me off it's like maui i was just gonna got say fucked, and then that motherfucker asked for more money to send after the ukraine maui right yeah he asked for more money he's like hey uh could we get another like three billion you know what i mean it's like bitch maui just happened shut he the was fuck considering up. it like <clears throat> if not they did it i guarantee you they did it that's just Maui, if you guys can't tell that this is 100% agenda, it's just wild. I mean, there's no... Even, you know, even if, let's say it was a natural disaster, they've turned it. Hillary said herself, like, you don't, you don't let any crisis go to waste. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, it's an opportunity. Mm. That's what that guy at BlackRock was saying. War's good for the economy. No, it's not good for the economy. It's good for you fuckers, because BlackRock and Chase Bank just so happened to get the fucking bid on, uh... Rebuilding Ukraine. Yeah, well... Okay, okay, here we go. I found his name. Evgeny Prigozhin. Okay. So, he goes down in this this plane. His advisors are on it. And I, I saw this shit and I'm thinking, okay, maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. 
Then I'm thinking, you know what? I guarantee we had something to do with it. We probably funded his flight. Said, hey, you know, go ahead, get on this plane. Maybe we didn't fund it, but we had maybe had some sort of organization, somebody on the inside that convinced him to put his advisors on. And then uh, they all go down together. Yeah. Like, when our president flies, the vice president's not with him. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, like... It just reminds me like the Clinton, uh, like the Clinton family with the JFK murder, and like you know, and like you look into it, there's been like 50 other murders that come after that, trying to keep people up. Yeah, dude. Shut people up. I mean, like you know, it's like, like literally a fucking string of them. That shit gets so dark. Not even murders. They're uh, assassinations. No, it's uh, how do they categorize them? Mysterious deaths. Mysterious deaths. Well, that's just like they did the one on Netflix. The Unsolved Mysteries did one on Netflix about uh, M.K. Ultra, one of the scientists that supposedly jumped out of the building. He, like, committed suicide, and they, like, proved, like, there's not enough space for you to get enough momentum to break that window. Like, he was 100% thrown out the window because they dosed him up, and he was like, what the fuck is going on? And he went back to tell his family they had the room bugged. Damn. Or my favorite story is about the tech expert... She was a tech CEO. Excuse me. This happened in 2019, and her parents said that she suffered a manic episode, but she called her parents and said that she figured it all out. It's a thought experiment. We are in the Matrix. She's going to tell them as soon as she gets home, and she never made it home. They found her five days later dead in her car. What? Yeah. So, like, she cracked the code, and someone made sure she ain't tell nobody. Like, bro. Dude, what if it's... What if the moon is a spaceship? I I fully believe it is. And we're on it. The moon is a spaceship and we're on it. Yep, and we're just being beamed like... Like high... Like, uh, what's that? Like the blue beam? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Like, what if we're just literally in a simulation? Or... Have you heard the theory that the moon is a reflection of the real Earth and that's why we can't, like, recognize it? I have, like, Like, I've seen them put the map up to it. It did look pretty wild, but... The Indians, the main reason I believe that the moon is a spaceship is because the Indians talk about a time before the moon about 15,000 years ago. Interesting. Well, there's also, there's there's a lot of weird things, right? For it to not be spinning, it's same side is always facing. It's literally the perfect distance where it covers the sun in an eclipse, right? It's like, there's a lot to fucking, I don't know, man. There, there's like a lot of weird things about like the hollow moon theory, how it rang when they dropped the fucking mm-hmm. lander, so they sent they or the rover or whatever the fuck it was, so they sent another one out there, and intentionally dropped it, just to record the rings, and it rang for like three hours or yeah. some shit like that. So there's that, um, but like, uh, and this is just a crazy thought, but imagine like. The Anunnaki came here and they engineered us. I believe so. And then they never left. Maybe they went back to their spaceship and we are the Anunnaki. We just literally fucking... I feel like we're they, part... They like, beam themselves into us and then we're basically being controlled from a spaceship. There's another body out there. We're in their simulation. We are their simulation, you know? I seen a fucking crazy movie the other day on TikTok, and I wish I remember what the fuck it was called. I'm going to have to find it, but it was, like, it reminded me so much of the story, because, like, I believe that 
part part of me believes that we were 100% genetically modified and bioengineered or whatever by the Anunnaki to mine gold. Because if you think about it, humans' obsession with gold dates back to as far as we can think and why. Like, there's other, there's definitely better metals, but you can hang gold in, you can hang gold particles in the atmosphere supposedly help the atmosphere and Zachariah Sitchin said when he read the D scroll Dead Sea Scrolls that that's what he, he deciphered and that was in like 1975 or 1985 and now Bill Gates and all the elites are trying to suspend medical particle or uh, gold particles in the atmosphere yeah well here's here's <laughs> alright let me get comfortable here <sighs> so here's something I've thought about bro Because I, I've heard this theory, and I've heard about the suspended gold particles and yada yada, okay? But there's a couple things. One, it's extremely conductive. And when you set something out in space, it's, it's dense enough that all the bombardment from all these particles, neutrinos, whatever. Nah, not neutrinos, because they don't really interact with matter. But all these particles, radioactive particles that are literally penetrating everything gold has an extremely high resistance which is why they coat almost everything they send out it, actually everything they send out in space in gold <laughs> so you get like this gold foil they put it over a telescope they send out like that's just that's just what it is protocol. you know what i mean right protocol exactly standard operating procedures but on your point of suspended gold what happens to it I want to say it reflects the sun. No, no, I'm saying, what, like, does it just stay suspended? Yeah. I think it's, like, above, like, it's in space enough to where it's not going into or out of orbit, but it's just suspended. Okay. Because I was going to say, I, I've thought about this when I've heard the theory, like, yeah, when it rains, it'll probably come down, you know. But I if think it, it's if above it's, that. Okay, yeah. No, I, I guess that would make sense if you got high enough up there. But, where you could keep it in orbit, at least for an extended amount of time. But I've thought, why is there so much gold dust? Right? Like when people go painting, a lot of people find dust. Bars. Flakes. Why? Probably why. Why is it not nuggets? Because people find nuggets. Yeah. People find veins, right? That's what the California gold rush was about, is there was a vein that was found. Why can you literally go painting in a lot of areas and find gold some areas you have to go deeper than others but if you look at the way the geology works depending on the soil composition things sink quicker and gold is dense as fuck mm -hmm. so like an area like here you know where you have a lot of grass and black dirt shit's gonna sink quicker than it would out in the desert where it's hard soil so, right you know but they still find it out there surface level you step in a creek you start painting if you want to find it here you got to dig a little bit yeah and then you start painting and you find gold so it's like, you start looking at the geology of how certain areas, like, dude, for example, uh, my oldest, Akia, she, I got her a metal detector a couple years ago, Bree and I got her one for Christmas, maybe her birthday, and we were just fucking around out in the yard, right, and we found a kitchen spoon that was like three feet down. Damn. I know those motherfuckers didn't bury it, right? Right. And it wasn't an old spoon, dude. It was, like, hardly tarnished. Might have been in the ground for four years. And I think what happened is, and we found a bunch of old, like, nails and shit, but I think what happened is it just ended up in the yard, and then the grass grows, 
it gets covered, that grass turns to soil, it sinks. And then once it gets beneath the roots, the sod, it breaks through that layer. Every time it rains, it sinks a little bit because it's denser than all the soil. You know what I mean? And our backyard is wet. And like I said, it was like three feet deep, dude. Like, we were digging. I was like, Kia, we got to stop. <laughs> we're fucking up the yard. Yeah, but but she was like, it's it's got to be right here. It's got to be right here. And we deep, 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 kept, you know, kept marking it. We're like, God. Could be something big, you know, and she's all excited because she's finding shit with her metal detector. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Dogs dig up the yard here and there anyway, so send it. All right. And we pulled this fucking spoon out, dude. And, like, if you were to drop something in the desert like that, not like the Arabian desert because the sands, the wind will cover it, right? Yeah, big time. But, like, you drop it out in Arizona or something, dude, it might be there for a couple of years. Guaranteed. You know what I mean? Because the ground's too hard for it to fucking sink. So it's like you see all these gold, gold dust everywhere. Literally almost anywhere. And it's like, hmm, weird that that's one of the only minerals that's literally dusty. Also, uh, Bob Lazar said uh, when he was on Joe Rogan, or it might have been Joe Rogan that said it, that uh, when he was doing all his paperwork to work at Area 51 or S4, wherever he worked at, that it said, Both. That, we were, it said that we were genetically modified by uh, <clears throat> higher beings, you know? That's why I said, like, I believe we have a creator for sure. Something definitely. It's impossible to not think that, but I don't believe there's an invisible man watching us in the sky. I don't think it's impossible not to think that. To not think that. Whoop. Uh, good save. Good save. Um, I hear you, but at the same time, like, you just think this all happened by by chance, and then, I don't know, like... Well, he, he, well hear my argument. Hear my argument. I think we're programmed to believe in a higher being because we were built by a higher being. Right. Whether that's God, fucking Allah, you know, the Buddha, whoever, dude. Like, we've almost always throughout humanity looked up and said there's something bigger than us. And, I mean, we don't have accounts of the first people on the Sahara the, the first people to stand up, right? We don't have that history of them saying, okay, yeah, we believe in, you know, this God, it's a tree or whatever, you know, we don't have that. But inherently, there's something in our brains, our DNA that's wired to believe in something bigger. And I think the people that don't are denialists. And the reason, I, the reason I say that is because a lot of people that aren't or don't have a belief in anything will argue Dude, if you believe in something, you what do you got to argue? You right. know what I mean? But also think of this. There's people that are that are literally um let's say, you know, they say oh, you know, they're fatalist basically. They say, "Oh, you know, you die and then you turn into soil or you turn into a tree or whatever the fuck. Like you just die and then that's it. Lights out." It could be true. It probably is true. But to say there's not something after that, whatever our consciousness is, some call it a soul, right? To say that there's not something that that goes to or another plane that that exists on, is kind of crazy to me because yeah. we know that you can't create energy and you can't destroy it. I think there's definitely something happens after we go. Mostly just because I, I feel like I know it in my head and like I like that the Buddhist, Buddhas believe that they say like once you do die that you're body you feel like a bird being released from a cage like your soul's like it'll get me the fuck out of that thing but uh what alex jones says is that the elites like the way they talk to their higher beings as they um 
they shut their hearts off and pump their blood with oxygen so that they stay alive. And when they shut their hearts off, it releases that chemical DMT, and that's how they're able to go. In their brain? Yep. Yeah. And so... That pineal. Yep. But that's the other thing. It's like, I think, <clears throat> personally, for somebody that's like, um... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Atheist, I guess. Yeah. Like, um... Somebody that's an atheist, right? They, they're arguing against God and the existence of. But again, like, if you've got to argue that point, to me, you're denying something. Like, if you just wholeheartedly believe it, you don't necessarily feel the obligation to make somebody change their mind on it. And I feel like a lot of that is an external expression of what's going on in your head, right? Big time. You know, you're looking at all these things that people are saying are acts of miracles or whatever, and you're saying, that's not a miracle, that's just coincidence, or that's chance, and here's why. And they're not wrong. All those things exist in this universe. Miracles exist. The extreme chance, right, winning the lottery happens. Big time. Right? All, and just because an event isn't related to money doesn't mean it's not a lottery. Like, you could just be standing in the right spot at the right time and have a meteor crash through your fucking, fucking roof and into your forehead like that's not necessarily a divine act of god but it is an extreme coincidence you know yeah. and, and when they want to argue like um you know okay so w what a baby ever do what a baby ever do that uh dies a couple months after birth it's like how is that an act of god it's like okay and i'm not arguing for god here but i'm just i'm arguing for the for the belief in something greater than us so when those yeah. people are like yeah you know fucking what, you know, what about these innocent beings that haven't had an opportunity to what do anything? What about the Holocaust? Right. Well, then maybe you, you should look at it as maybe it's not what happened to that baby because they say God killed his own son, right? So maybe it's about the parents. Maybe that's something that is either going to drive them apart or pull them together or the experience they need to make a major step down the road. You Everything know what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. It's all about perspective, like one million percent. Right. May, you know, maybe that was an innocent kid innocent baby didn't do anything it clearly didn't deserve to die but you can't deny that it could have been hitler right right for real but you also can't de you can't deny the fact that life continues on beyond beyond that for the people that were bringing that child into this world you know boom and those people that are alive right now i feel like we're all programmed with that belief in something, and a lot of us spend the time fighting it. Me, I question it a lot. Is it God? Is it, you know, whatever? Is it just spirituality? Is it just a conglomeration of gods? Or is it this earth itself that's the God? You know what I mean? Is it this universe? Are, honestly, dude, I've kind of leaned into believing that we're just the universe experiencing itself. But to me, that would mean the universe is God, right? If a yeah. meteor just decides to come in, a meteor the size of fucking earth decides to come in and fucking pinball us, destroy us we're all fucked right if if i were to go on beyond this i wouldn't be like wow i don't believe and i can't believe you know what did what did we do it's just like that's chance that's, life is a chance you right know what I'm saying? right exactly that's the chance that's that's the experience that we're all living right now and that's what brings you back to you know be humble and fucking appreciate what you have now like yeah you were saying like uh and be aware of it exactly like don't you know you can't just overlook things like you know, I've I've got to reach out to Brickell because I haven't talked to her in probably a month. Shout out Brickell. Shout out Brickell, and it's like you know, I, you know, I've got to reach out to people because I feel like there's bridges in my life that I've been not maintaining, just letting kind of get mossy, 
you know. And if you don't maintain them, they're eventually going to rot out, and you can't cross them. Got to water them. Pr- Water the bridges, man. <laughs> right, and that's the thing is you don't have to burn a bridge. There's multiple Absolutely ways to corrupt not. a bridge. You can not maintain it, or you can half-ass maintain it. You know what I mean? Yeah, concrete cracks, man. Right, exactly, dude. So, at the end of the day, it's like there's people. You know, I feel like this past month and a half, I've just kind of. I feel like you have a reason, also though. You have a like anybody that is hating on you for that or anything is kind of like a dick in themselves bro you've had a lot of shit going on that most people can't understand and that's what brings us back to it doesn't matter what everybody's going through you know you can't base what someone's going through off how they're acting or how you treat them you know it doesn't whether you've been going through stuff or not i don't feel like people should be hating on you period well i appreciate it and i'm not trying to to say that anybody's hating or whatever but it's just like i'm saying it don't (laughs) fucking hate on my boy (laughs) well me personally dude i've got you know a, a high standard of you know, I want people around me to do better. I want to do good for my family. Like, whatever happens to me, happens to me. You know what I mean? If I have to lay my life down so my family can continue, that's what happens. You know what I mean? I'd love to be here to experience all these things with them, but I would also rather they not be traumatized or, in the worst case scenario, lose their life because I didn't step up. Because mm-hmm. then that's th- something I have to experience for the rest of my life. And I feel like that would be hard for sure you know let's say i had to jump in front of a fucking shove somebody out of the way of a bus and i get hit whatever okay i'm gone i didn't i didn't die making more mistakes down the road my last act was you know a a courageous one to make sure that my family continues yada yada but at the same time when when you're not looking at those extremes there's also the extremes of like i haven't walked across this bridge in a minute maybe i should walk across it and check the structural integrity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean let me make sure that there aren't bees infesting this motherfucker let me make sure that there aren't termites in it let me make you know what i mean i stung with your ass a couple times oh fuck yeah oh yeah fuck yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. but that's what i'm saying dude like you know yeah i've had a lot going on but that's really no excuse for being distant and honestly it's almost an excuse to be not distant because it's like you know reach out for help vent do whatever you got to do talk get with somebody but at the same time that's not how i i, I need to process shit I, don't, yeah. I know you know i have a complicated thought process dude. everybody it, operates differently man dude it takes me days like i might be th- debating one thing not con- constantly all day but i might have one topic i'm trying to figure out the best move for that it takes me days and you know that's maybe that's why everybody's giving you space because you know everybody else knows that too and they just know that you know, maybe the bridges aren't being not maintained. Maybe they're just waiting for you to reach back out because they don't necessarily want to feel like they're bugging you. Not that they would be, but, you know, everybody has a different thought process. Yeah, that's fair. I, I haven't thought of it from that angle, you know. So I appreciate Zach, you got, that. I Zach, you got your back, you boy. <laughs> I appreciate that input because, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of these bridges that I've, I have been just kind of letting set idle, I mean, they're people that, for the most part, I think, do kind of understand, like, my thought process, you know, and that I'm not cold shouldering them. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I would do without at least voicing, hey, this is an issue I have, you know, so maybe it is that, but. That's one thought I have to force myself to have all the time is that everybody's living life. You know what I mean? It's not about me, and I have to think that, not that I have to think it a lot, but I do think it a lot. You know, it's not about me. Everybody has a life, you know, whether you got kids or not, people can't, you know, you have a job, you have a full time job, you work, you know, when you get off work, you're probably trying to hang out with your kids. You got two young babies plus an older daughter and a wife. Yep. Wife. I mean, you're a busy man, bro. So time is 
essential, and that's another thing everybody needs to understand is time isn't a joke about or bullshit about, you know what I mean? Nobody realizes how much time they lost until it's gone, so. That's deep, but also, I'll say this, nobody knows how much sand is in their hourglass. Bars. You know, you could be thinking, dude, I got 20 fucking years left, and boom, something happens. That's why I, like, try to life house it up, you know, I live by the moment. You got to. I'd rather die broke than die rich, you know what I mean? It's all going to somebody, but I'd rather spend it with the people I'm here. Yeah, dude, and that's the thing, is if life is experiences, why short yourself on experiences? Because you're saving a shit ton of money for... Because you like the numbers? Especially when God's shorted me with height, you feel me? Like... Right, dude, you gotta make make up for it somewhere, you know what I mean? You feel me? Them inches come back, girls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Loki, I gotta piss, though. <clears throat> no, Alright, yeah, I'll, let me pause this. Let me pause this. Had a good time. Shit. Same. And uh, we're back. We're live. Now, I, I also want to uh, I want to thank you for uh, what you messaged me yesterday. When you were like, uh, I'm not letting you let the podcast slip. Bro, that's that shit everybody's got to get in their life. You know what I mean? Bro, I see it. I see the dream and I see the vision and I just, I'm behind it because I see, I know where it can go. And I mean, you're also part of it, man. Like, you know, I... I, I that's the thing is like there's a lot of people that I want to have on that I have had on, you know. There's people I know that enjoy listening. But more importantly, it's like the people that enjoy doing these. I I, I want to keep it alive for them so they have the outlet. They can share a message. They can you know, even you know even if you take it as a therapy session, you come and you talk to me, or I come and I talk to you. Even if it's a therapy session, even if you want to talk about you know, um, like Jameson, I've been trying to get him on for like six months, dude, and it's like. It hasn't worked out yet, but it's like when he comes on, he wants to talk. He's got a hunting journal, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's just a way to log and share personal memories, personal stories, and, you know, kind of immortalize, like, whoever's in those stories. Whether exactly. it's his dad or his grandpa or his uncle or whoever. You know yeah, what I mean? And I want to. I want to be able to have this platform for that. You know, alone. But uh, and <coughs> I also enjoy it. And again, I know I was passive aggressive. I wasn't intending to be, but it came off passive aggressive. Coupled back. And I think it might have just been the state of mind I was in when I was listening to it, where I took it passive aggressive. So I. I guess I'd have to kind of get a poll, you know, and see like right. if it did come across like that, but. But it's the symbiotic relationships, you know, it's the relationships that give back, like you just said about me yesterday and, like, the idea that you just had for me, you know what I mean? It's we're always thinking about each other. If we do come up, it's like, oh, shit, let me say that in the back of my mind and remember to say to him next time I see him or, yeah, you know and, what I mean? and I'm, you know. Extremely grateful. And it's both ways that's what makes it even better, you know what I mean? Because there's not, like I said, we're, we are the minority and the type of people that we are and our thought processes we have, the way we choose to think about things, you know, we are. Dude, I'm not going to lie, I feel, uh, I feel bad about the whole, uh, you know, I've been trying to get over here for a couple weeks, man, especially once you got the equipment, just to help you set it up and go through everything, just kind of show you, even just, like, do a short recording and show you how to fuck with it, edit it, you know, just, and I don't, (laughs) dude, I don't know much about it, but just a little shit I know, you know what I mean, little tips, tricks, um, you know, so I want to apologize for that, but, you know. Like we you talked, were, you were definitely on the list as far as, like, when I do get a minute, these are the priority people I, I have to reach out to and either go see or whatever. And uh, 
100%. Like I said, I, I know you had stuff going on. And that's a quote I wanted to bring up earlier, too, is the people that mind don't matter, and the people that don't matter don't necessarily mind. You know what I mean? Damn. I I know you can't see my eyebrows, but, dude. Well, you can, but they're fucking raised. <laughs> that's real shit. You know what I mean? The people, yeah, that, you know, the people that know you, we know what's up. We know you're just taking taking your time. You know, it's everybody's different i think that you have you know especially within the podcast community that you've created such great people that do care about you and know you and like i said i feel like nobody nobody's even if they did take you as passive aggressive which i don't think they did they're probably like you know usually when it hits them hard it's because the truth hurts yeah that's a good point yeah and i mean just spinning off that like if you do share the podcast and i said something about oh you ain't doing anything anyway you know you're not sharing this whatever i said if you're sharing it it's probably not gonna bug you you're gonna be like oh yeah no i'm i'm good i'm clear on that Mm -hmm. the people that mind don't matter and people that don't matter don't mind you know and if you're the person that's like yeah i saw it i should have shared it you know but i didn't want to be embarrassed or i didn't want to you know whatever the shit he said in that one was a little crazy i don't want people to think i align with it like you know, if that offends you, maybe there is guilt. And again, that wasn't my intent, but, you know, I got that sense of humor that a lot of people get, a lot of people don't, you know. Definitely. So. Definitely. Everybody's are, everybody's special in their own way, for sure, but it's about, you know, like, somebody once said, like, uh, when they did ayahuasca or something, they realized, like, the world isn't about them. You know, like, the world doesn't revolve around them. Not that I necessarily think that the world revolves around me, but I feel like, I do feel like a weird type of presence when I walk outside. Like maybe I am being watched, or I don't know. I, I definitely. Well, we're not China yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. So you're not being big brothered. You are. You're being listened to and watched. I mean, but I, I know what you're saying. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I know what you're saying. No, exactly though. But. And I mean, you know, I've thought about this too. Like I know we were talking earlier about your running the conversation you had where you were like. uh this bitch said, we're all racist up here, you know. There's there's also, I'd call it a consciousness, I guess. There's also, like, a localized consciousness, whether it's your small town, a big city. Like, people say when they go to New York, they just feel energized. Like, there's a buzz in the city, you know. And that's something that you do tap into. There's no way that you don't. We don't know what our pineal gland does 100%. Have you ever heard that the reason that cities resemble motherboards is because we're harnessing, they're harnessing our energy? If you look at cities from above, they do majorly resemble motherboards on a computer. Okay. Well, then let me counter with this. Have you ever looked at Earth from above? <laughs> I have not. And you see the arteries, the rivers flowing, right? Oh, you see right. all, right? It just looks like the fucking human vascular system or any animal really the nervous system the vascular system it just looks like a body you know bars and then honestly dude we're technological creatures and what do we do we go and we we don't get rid of mother earth right we put shit on top of her we put concrete jungles on her and is it a coincidence that yeah our technology that uses motherboards and these chips and all this shit this circuitry is it a coincidence that our cities happen to resemble the same circuitry that we're putting on mother nature which is what we're kind of using to separate us from her whereas you look at like your body your blood your vessels right you go out into nature and that's exactly what you see you go into a city you got your phone your fucking everything in your house bro your tv everything it runs off that circuitry 
which is just happens to be where you're living you know what i mean one thing i've been trying to do a lot lately is at least like i heard that you know like when you walk outside barefoot that the electrons from the ground charge your body and if you lean up to a tree you know the electrons from the tree charge you like you basically get charged off of everything out in nature so i've been trying to go outside barefoot because normally i don't go outside without my shoes on and i was like damn i wonder if that is why you know what i mean but i noticed ever since i have like slowed down i haven't stopped drinking pop i wish but one day um ever since i have been like trying to look like better and eat better i've noticed you know a lot of my i'm probably gonna get start getting them fuckers now but a lot of my pains have went down you know i haven't had any chronic pain and i don't feel old so i think that age is a mindset i don't believe that like i don't think that means you talk to anybody at any age but i mean like if i say i feel like i'm 24 or 22 i don't feel like i'm 30 my body doesn't hurt yet i feel like when you start saying i feel old that's when shit starts yeah fuck yeah but we talked about your knees playing hockey and stuff so i guess that's different uh yeah it you is see, you see i got the blaze right there boy we fucking right i know i was i thought about posting mine for sale i, I was cleaning out the garage a little bit and what i saw you were uh, I got 11 and a halfs and 10s. <laughs> Dude, I've got 11 and a halfs. Those are mine. And then I got 10s because it seems to be common size. If somebody needs skates they want to skate with, you just I got float them feet. those. My shit are eight. That's fine, though. That's fine. Oh, but, no, I fucking rip, boy. But I also, I didn't sell them because, uh, or I didn't post them yet because I was thinking, like, I bought my wife a pair of skates, right? I've got those extra skates. And, uh, you should keep them, man, when the kids get a little bit older, bro. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, I've got to make some major life changes, dude. They can be on the bikes while you're rollerblading behind them. That'd be... Oh, yeah, dude. Or even get them on rollerblades. Well, I'm talking ice skates. Ooh, that's my favorite. But I, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, dude, i got to make some major changes. Like, we got, um, we got a keg for Bree's dad's celebration of life. Mm-hmm. And we were doing $5 cups, and nobody wanted to buy a cup. So we didn't even tap the keg that night. Wow. We got Budweiser because it was his favorite beer. You know, we figured everybody would want to drink his beer kind of as an added layer of remembering him, celebrating him, you know. Um, didn't tap it. So I actually have to <laughs> probably empty it out when I get home. One of the things I got to do tonight so I can return it tomorrow. But um, where was I going? Oh, I was thinking about it today, dude. I, I don't know. I've... I've had a kind of a down day, and it's nothing, uh, nothing but in the head, dude, because it's just been thoughts, you know? And like you said, if you think about something and it hurts, it's probably because there's truth to it. Mm. And I was thinking about that keg today, dude, because I was like, man, you know, it's 15 and a half gallons. And I'm thinking, it's not even about the money, right? Like, we were hoping at least break even on cups. We weren't trying to make money. We're just trying to break even, you know, and then let everybody enjoy. Have a good time, beer. right? Right. And um, I was thinking today. I'm like, man, I gotta. I'm gonna have to dump. Honestly, I probably drank a gallon out of it, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna have to dump 14 plus gallons out in the yard. And then I'm thinking, what a waste that is. But then I started thinking, dude, and this is just a window into my mind. I started thinking. What we paid for the keg, I paid two eighteen, right? And I'm like, how many beers could I get for two hundred twenty bucks? I'm thinking, okay, average six pack of craft beer I like is let's say ten dollars, so I can get twenty two six packs. I'm like, all right, so there's how many beers right there? Well, there's 
you know, 120 beers, whatever. Then I'm thinking there's about 150 in a keg. I'm like, okay, so for the same price, I could have just bought, if I would have broke it down beforehand, I could have just went out and bought a couple fucking 18 packs or whatever, put them in the cooler, and then if we ran out of beer, we could have ran and got more. But then I went to the next level. I'm like, how many beers do I drink a day? And I average probably two. And I'm like, okay. So at that rate, two a day, 120 beers, let's say, that'd take me two months. About. I'm like, I would go through a keg every two months. And I'm like, how long have I been doing it? I'm thinking, dude, I've been consistently drinking two beers a day for probably three years. And I'm like, that's six kegs a year. Commitment. Right. I'm like, I've got to pour out all that beer. And I know while I do it, I'm going to be just where where my mind is. Now I'm going to be looking at it like that's all the beer I've drank in the last two months. You know what I mean? Damn. Last 60 days. <coughs> and it, it's honestly, I think it was just weird the universe, way it works. I almost think maybe it was him from the other side kind of influencing nobody to get it because maybe there's a future that they can see. I don't know. But I almost think maybe he was like, you know what? Nobody's going to get any of this keg. Or maybe he had an influence in it. And he's like, Jarrell's going to have to pour this. And he's going to have to. Because he was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, nothing against it. Right. But that's just how it was. And I think he uh, might have had an influence on me changing my ways. Because, I mean, I'm with his daughter. You know. She's my wife. And I know how she felt about his alcoholism. <clears throat> and I'm looking at this path that I'm going down like two beers a day eventually. Sometimes it's three or four. Sometimes it's a whole six pack. It depends. Then I'm thinking in ten years is it still going to be two beers a day? Right. Or is it going to snowball? Gonna, right. And am I going to get to the point where I need to have my beers? Like, So I'm just thinking every when I get home I'm going to be thinking while I'm pouring that out like every beer I've had the last two months right here. You know, and then it's just going to be kind of shocking at the volume. Yeah. And I've already been kind of thinking, like, I I know how I I am with nicotine. I told you I smoked with wife the other night. And immediately the next day I was like, what else you got? You know what (laughs) I mean? And it's like, I I know cold turkey, like the vape, the nicotine, dude. I had to quit smoking cold turkey. Every time I smell a cigarette, still I want to smoke one. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's like my camel blues or something. I'm like... I could probably get away with it. And then it's like, ah, no, nah, I just got to get through this craving yeah, for the next 10 minutes. It. Right. And But here, <coughs> here I am with these freeze pens. Same, bro. And I'm kind of staring it down like... Cocksucker? No, no I, like I'm staring down my habits. Like, dude, I got to... I know what I have to do to get away from it. I just got to cut it, dude. Yeah, but... Yeah, exactly. But doing it, that's like when uh, they realize that if you sting your dick, you, you take a bee and you sting your dick with it, when your dick swells up, the swelling don't go down. So it's like, I know what I have to do, but I just don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? No, I'm just playing. But that's the thing, dude. It's like, I know I have the mental fortitude. It's just a matter of fucking squeezing the trigger and dealing with the daily grind of... And eventually it'll get to the point where you maybe don't think about it. Like with cigarettes, I don't think about them often just when I smell one. Right. You know? But... You see somebody vape, and everybody vapes. It's like you see somebody vape, and if I quit these, I know I'm going to want 
to just take a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see somebody pour a beer, I walk into the store and I see beers that I know I enjoy, I'm going to want to buy them. And that's the, that's the habit, part of the habit. That's also like the addiction is the impulse that you don't shy away from. Well, that was, like, the worst part about trying to quit for me when I worked with you guys is, you know, like, you guys get breaks, and every break you want to go talk to your buddies. Most of my buddies went outside, so it was like, man, even if I was trying to quit and going outside with my friends, it was like, fuck it, I'm out here. Right. Fuck it, I'm already out here, it's cold, right? Wrong mentality, but that's how it went, you know. But I agree with you, and, you know, I say that, I feel like that's one thing that I say to a lot of my friends that maybe they don't always take the right way, but, you know, it's a really true statement. It's a shitty statement to hear, and it sucks, but it's only as bad as you make it. Yeah, dude, and I feel that 100% because at the same time, say it's only as bad as you make it, but a lot of that's mental fortitude, right? Exactly. If, if, yeah. if you can remind yourself in the moment that I'm not doing this because I have this bigger goal or I know the way that I'm going to react to it and it's going to eventually be detrimental, that should bring positivity, knowing that, hey, I'm doing something good for myself by not partaking or giving in to this fucking, you know. Right. But instead, a lot of people, they don't, for whatever reason, just the way they look at it, they're like, well, you know, I might regret it later. And it's right. like, you, you're going to regret doing it later. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll feel a lot better. Like, when I used to work out, dude, I felt so good. And, like... My cardio was on, dude, there was a time I was riding like 22 miles a day on my bike, almost every day. And I mean, I was making some of these rides at like 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 11 miles one way, just fucking hoofing it, you know, to get home, to go to school the next day or whatever. And it's like, I felt great. And there was never a time where, when I was fit like that, where I was like, damn, you know, I really don't want to pick up these weights and then didn't and felt good about it. Right. I I don't really want to get on the bike today. And didn't and felt good about it. I'd always feel like shit. Like, I know I cheated myself. Mm -hmm. I know I cheated, you know? And then there'd be times on that bike ride, you're like, fuck, I just want to pull over, take a break. And you're like, I'll settle for slowing down, you know? Right. But I'm not going to put my feet on the ground until I get to my location, you know? And there's the whole, that feels good to win that little battle. That's that determination, yeah. And every one of those little battles you win, even though you really want to drink a beer, you really want to smoke a cigarette, or you really want to smoke weed, every time you're like, nah, there's a little fucking dopamine hit. You're like, hey, I just won. W's. And people that, that like, maintain sobriety astound me, in a way, because there's people that have never partaken, right? But it's the people that have drank alcohol and been alcoholics or... Ben potheads or fucking crackheads or you name it that beat the sobriety and they maintain sobriety that astounds me because it's like y'all know how good it feels well not just that but it's like a lot of people don't even think about the constant mental battle that that they're winning right like right like they're in line checking out behind you at walmart and they're fucking just winning these battles they're like man i I could walk back there and i could grab a fucking 24 pack right now go home get hammered no, but they're like me my t-shirts and my mushrooms. Exactly, but they're like, nah, I'm here for peppers and bananas or whatever the fuck. I'm here for you know, this t-shirt for work tomorrow. Like, yeah, that's a battle they're winning. And then you're sitting, yeah, dude, and you're sitting there thinking, you're watching that fucking price go higher and higher, and you're thinking, did I really need this? Did I really need that? They're not. They're thinking, nah, I don't need this. I don't need that, and I'm gonna walk out of here without it. You know, they're winning. 
and I don't know. It's just one of those things that uh, I feel kind of sad for those people that have that mentality that, oh, well, he used to be an addict. It's like, that says everything. Like, you should be thinking about it the exact opposite. Yeah, it's like the same concept as the GED thing. Like, I was told by somebody, yeah. like, you know, like, <coughs> oh, well, you know, nobody wants to hire somebody with a GED. Well, actually, like, you know, people that got their high school diploma, they shouldn't be held at a higher standard they did what they were supposed to do. The people that got their GED, you know, they refused to go to school, realized they fucked up, and went back and did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they actually went back and made it a point to get their shit, you know? Put the hammer down, dude. You know, they struck while the iron was hot. And uh, at the same time, businesses don't recognize that because they think, oh, you know, this person's got a GED, you know? They don't have a a diploma. They don't have a fucking bachelors but it's like no no you need to step back and you need to realize that this person didn't need their ged they took time out of their day they found a way to go get it they they found a way to fucking work raise kids or whatever and get their ged when i got my ged the guy told me he said you know what that is he said that's your good enough diploma ged he said good enough diploma means you're good enough to get a job and you're good enough to go to college now get out of my office (laughs) but but you know i mean take that with a grain of salt, because it's like, you're right. I was 16, I was geeked. Yeah, right. I didn't have to go to school no more, so... I was gonna say, dude, take that with a grain of salt, because it's like, you're right. That's... That is a ticket. I have a ticket, and what I do with it is what I wish. Like, if you go and you try and get a fucking job that requires a fucking bachelor's of any type of degree, doesn't matter if it's arts or fucking science, they're like, you just need a bachelor's. They're looking for the work ethic. Yeah, they're not looking for your your education in a certain topic. They're looking for the ethic that says, "Hey, he he put in the, right. He put in the time. He went to every class. He made sure he had good grades, and he got this degree." But what they don't look at is things like that. The GED, like you look at the high school diploma, and you automatically assume you know what that person went through, and that they didn't pursue anything after. The GED, same thing. They're like, "Oh, they only they only got their GED. They didn't pursue anything after." It's like, that still speaks a lot. To graduate says a lot. Now, to go back and get your GED or to get your GED in another way says a lot. Like, that says just as much, if not more, about that that kid that went to college and exactly. got his bachelor's in a different thing, in a different field than what you're hiring because his parents paid for him to go to school. Or he, he paid himself through school, but he knew he needed this bachelor's, so, you know... I'm not saying that he aced every class. He got his bachelor's, but I'm saying, you know, the work ethic was there. But how are you going to tell me the work ethic's not there when, you know, like in a skilled trade, for example. Like, until you see my skill level, you don't know what my work ethic is. Because if my skill level is trash, right, you can assume that, yeah, I haven't learned anything. I'm probably difficult to work with. Right. You know what? I don't pay attention. Then you can make an assumption. But if I have great quality... Whether I have a diploma, a GED, an associate's, that shouldn't really matter because the product should tell you everything you need to know about, okay, this guy learns, he pays attention, right? He's got knowledge in a certain field. He's got field experience, which is, if you're going to hire into, you know, let's say it's like a science job and you need a fucking master's, I get it. You need a master's in science that's going to pertain to your work and then you're going to learn from there. But if you don't have any experience, right, they're kind of gambling the same way. Yeah. And 
if you're going to take a job that's a skilled trade and you don't have any experience in the field, they're gambling. But if you come in with 15 years experience, they know what they're getting. Definitely. You know what I mean? And to me, value and experience is a little more important than what's on the paper. You know? And it's hard to prove experience, but if you can say, dude, I've been doing this shit 10 years. You know? I don't have a high school diploma. I don't have a GED. I've been in the field 10 years. You know? How are you going to hire somebody with a bachelor's that has never even fucking seen what you're making? You know? Bars. Like... How you gonna be my super? How you gonna be my welding supervisor? You never welded. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, what are you looking at? Uh, a weld. Nice. <laughs> I like those small, tight ones because that's what I think looks the best. Yeah, well, looks aren't everything, man. Definitely not. Look at me. Boy, I'm out here killing it. Shit. It is getting to your time, though. What time is it? Seven four seven. All right, all right. Well, uh, anything you want to say before we close it? Uh, yeah, I want everybody to take a moment. And think about life and realize that it's not as bad as you think it is. It could be worse, you know. Hug your mothers, hug your brothers, hug your sisters, hug your lovers, hug your friends. Just love everybody. Full send, as Jeffy would say. As Jeff would say, full send. And I, I'll i tag something on to the end of that. <clears throat> Make a call. One phone call. Reach out, man. Don't be scared. Even if it's not necessarily for the benefit of yourself, if you think someone's going through something, don't be afraid to reach out. They'll... Either leave you on Reddit message back, but when they need you, they'll come back. Yeah, and at the very least, you know. Just know that you're loved and act like everybody cares. Act like somebody cares about you out there because I do. Everybody's got somebody. Bars. People they don't even know, right? You could have been driving by somebody walking somewhere and you legit- legitimately didn't have time or space to pick them up. And you're still thinking about him. Like, God damn, I wish I could have got that guy out of the cold to give him a ride to McDonald's, whatever the fuck. Some place he could go get warm. And you don't know that. You don't know that they were thinking they wish they could have picked you up. They just didn't have the opportunity or, you know, the ability. Like, everybody's got somebody out there that sees them and in some sort of way cares about their well-being. Mm-hmm. So, all right, bro. Well, Deep, I think that's a good way to close it. Appreciate and you, man. This is Whistle Pick po- Podcast. Don't forget to share, fuckers. WPP, son. Giggity, gang, gang. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.